and welcome in to the week five edition of the Coach Derek Hunt Show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside the head guy there at Maryville High School, Coach Derek Hunt. Welcome in uh, game number five, week number six. But Coach Hunt, it's uh, it's Farragut week and we're back in the friendly confines of Maryville High School. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Good to be back home. We've played a lot of home games so far this year, so uh, certainly could get used to it. I think I think everybody loves playing at home. We we've had that conversation, the road versus the the home games. But uh, the men in black, uh, they bring it bring it back to to Maryville High School tonight, and and got Farragut on the docket. But but before we get there, kind of a little format change. We're gonna we're gonna previous game and and uh, and coach spotlight here in one segment. And then we're gonna have a segment uh, for the other one that for for the the current game. That way. Uh, you can go back and get get to to getting the guys ready uh, for tonight's matchup. Perfect. But coach, um, a little bit about beard and game. You know, brought out the as as we coined it on the show or on the broadcast last week. The the stormtroopers had the all whites uh, and and really looked good <laughs> coming down the hill a little bit. Uh, a lot you you got a single file. That's a lot of kids coming down that hill. Yeah, I, I like the stormtrooper. Nickname. We've got a, we've got some Star Wars fans on our coaching staff. That's for sure. And uh, and uh, but no, I, I do like our, our white on white jerseys. And they look first time we got to wear them, they look great. And there's certainly a lot of kids coming through there. Oh yeah, yeah. Coming down that hill, I was like, there's still. We we said it, and then we said something else, and then I look back, and I'm like, they're still coming down the hill. It's it's a, it's a long list, but but coach, talk about on the field. Bearden early on, I think they came with a pretty strong game plan. Had, had some uh, some good things they were doing on defense, and 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 really, uh, we talked about it last week. This is a battle tested Bearden team, and and early on, they uh, they kind of were up to the challenge. Yeah, Bearden, you know, kind of behind the eight ball because they didn't get to practice for two weeks at the start of the season, you know, and then they turn around and have to go on the road too. Um, Dobbins Bennett, and then turn around and go back on the road to Radley Central. So they played two of the better teams in East Tennessee in 6A, and back-to-back weeks, having not practiced for two weeks. And and they they had improved, even though they didn't win those two games. They were getting better, and I told our coaches that this is going to be a better team than we've seen on film, just because they're now getting to practice. And they were. I thought they were a better team than we've seen on film. And you know, our first road game, their first home game, they had senior nine. There's a lot of elements that went into it. I was proud of our kids for coming out in the second half and doing what I thought we needed to do, which was take that opening or take that opening kick off the second half and go put points on the board. Yeah, and, and honestly, I thought uh, you, you know the the story of the the season or maybe of the night. We'll we'll give it the night, but they've played well all season. Is that defense, man? They bend but don't break. But when they backed up against the goal line a couple times with Bearden's offense breathing, they shut it down. And and I thought that was those were momentum shifts that you couldn't get back. Yeah, to have them, you know, to, for Bearden to have the ball inside the, I think inside the 10, maybe it was a 20 twice and not and not score was a big win defensively. You know, and, and they didn't even bend that much because we put them in some bad spots. You know, we had a, had a dropped punt and then we had a, a uh, I think, a, a turnover inside our own. Yeah, it was the little pitch play offensively. there. Yeah, so to, for our defense to come away without, without giving up points there was huge and, you know, kind of, kind of set the tone for the second half and, and you know uh our player of the game last week was jason manneker and and i thought he he just he was where he needed to be he did some really good things defensively but you could have given it to to a lot of members of that defense sure any you know any of those guys on defense i think were deserving 
We definitely had guys make big plays. Jason's getting better every game he plays. Just a sophomore, we're really excited about him. Yeah, we we were excited to get him up there. We had to shorten the the post game interview because the bus was rolling. I'm pretty sure, but uh, we we got him we got him out of there and on the bus. He and Jude uh, took off running across the football field. But nonetheless, you shut out Bearden, 28 to nothing victory. You moved to four and zero. And uh, you got to be excited. Like I said, road tested now. This this new look Rebel team has a has road experience, which I think is always different and in uh, a different atmosphere. Because Bearden was a little bit more of an open atmosphere, uh, no visitor bleachers, uh, so kind of just a one side show, if you will. And um, I, I thought they 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 did really well. They they overcame some adversity, which I, I thought uh, sometimes exposure to adversity makes you better. Yeah, it definitely does. It shows your character and what kind of what kind of character your kids have and you know, that's something that we talk a lot about. And hopefully we'll continue to you know, to handle adversity well throughout the year. We're gonna have to if we want to win some big football games. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 the one on the docket is the next one uh to try to get that big W. But uh coach, let's let's flip switch a little bit to that play that coach's spotlight. Again, each week on the Coach Derek Hunt show we have really opened up uh, the the coaching staff and and what their on field role is, but what what they do outside and beyond football. Who's who's this week's special assistant? Yeah, so uh, like to like to lift up Coach Ricky Upton this week. Coach Upton um, has been in Maryville, I believe, since since two thousand and eight or nine, and you know he is he's coached uh, like some of like a lot of our coaches. He's he's, he's been some different positions. He's He's coached the linebackers. I think when he originally came, he was coaching linebackers with Jimmy Gaylor and, and did, a, did a really good job at linebacker uh, as a linebackers coach. You know, he played running back at Jefferson County High School. And you know, one of the favorite stories that's told in our coach's office is, I guess they played William Blunt his junior or senior year and played Coach Russell's William Blunt team. And I think, I think Coach Upton rushed for something like 300 yards in that game. And, wow had four touchdowns and and then obviously he signed a, a scholarship to play at Penn State. So coach played at Penn State for four years and then came back to be a teacher and he teaches he teaches English at Maryville Junior High School and does a great job in the classroom and he coached linebackers and then transitioned to defensive tackles probably about six years ago and just does a great job connecting with the kids. That's what one thing that I mean. He really relies on his ability to form bonds and relationships with his players, and they play really hard for him. And that's kind of the, you know, in my opinion, that defensive tackle. That's that's one of the keys is just having a big motor and giving effort. And it is for everything, but especially there because you got to run sideline to sideline. You got to beat double teams. You got to do a lot of stuff. So you know, but he gets his kids to play really hard. Does a great job. Oh, and I, I was going to say that the two years that I've been involved in in watching his work, honestly, uh, those guys they they put they they make their own plays, but they put those linebackers in great position to to really be able to shoot the gap and get in the backfield and make some plays. They do, and then Coach Upton has a lot to do with that. You know, he wears some other hats too. And I've talked about some of the things that our, that our other coaches does. You know, Coach Coach Upton he took over the the. He's kind of our stat guy. David Ellis, Coach Ellis, used to be, uh, but, but Coach Upton took that over when Coach Ellis retired. And so he, he does all of our stats, accumulating all that stuff and, and getting it to the media. And, and, you know, he also does our a lot of our paperwork stuff as far as 
you know, physicals and, you know, the, the Dragonfly Max is a program that we use to have all of our kids' medical information in one place, and he does all that, and that is not a, uh, that's not a job that everybody, you know, is, is volunteering for. And he, he's done a great, he's done it from day one when that technology first came out and does an awesome job at it. And so to be able to do all that, and, and, you know, we need to have information on a kid, and he's got it right there on his phone. It's just phenomenal. And so, I mean, he just does so much. The list goes on. He's also the he, – he, he calls the defense for the freshman team, you know, and so does a great job there. And he's one of those guys, since he's been co- – since he's coached different positions on defense, he has a really good understanding of what, you know, what we want to do. I do all of our coaches, but I think he does a really good job of, of kind of scaling it back to the freshman and giving them, you know, the, the, the bare bones version. And that way it's a great, it's a great, you know, first step into what we're trying to accomplish defensively so that when they become, you know, the next year on, on the, as a sophomore, you know, they can continue to grow in that. Well, and I've I've always heard, you know, it's hard to play fast when you're overloaded. So that, that, that dynamic sure. and that, uh, that ability to not overload kids, I mean, that's, that's an art in itself, I would like to think. It really is, and he does a he does a great job teaching it to him. But a lot of that's because he just does a great job connecting with our kids. And so we're very fortunate to have Ricky Upton on our staff. And you know, he could probably still play. He he, <laughs> uh, he we get to see him move around center practice, and I believe he ran for three hundred yards in a high school game. <laughs> that's that's insane. Uh, but uh, but it's, it doesn't surprise me. Again, I, I know a guy, uh, speaking of, of rushing for a lot of yards, we'll talk about it when we, we talk about tonight's matchup, but uh, last year Mr. Parker McGill ran for a lot of yards against this Farragut team. He did. He had a really good night. The offensive line had a really good night. Absolutely. And what was still a, and what was still a really good football game. You know, so we'll definitely have a high school. Absolutely, but Coach Ricky Upton—that's the one we raise up here here this week. But they're all very, very great assistant coaches. But each and every week here on the Coach Derek Hunt Show, we try to lift up just one more, kind of expose like what they do uh, behind the scenes. I think everybody knows kind of Friday from seven thirty to about nine thirty what they do. Uh, but I think uh, it's good to kind of just expose that and raise those guys, lift those guys up. But Coach Ricky Upton this week, and we'll move on to to more of the great Maryville assistant coaches in the weeks to come. But let's take a break listen to these great sponsors you're listening to the coach Derek hunt show right here on rebel radio 105.9 fm 1400 am and streaming at wgapradio.com we'll be right back you don't want to miss it hi i'm bob ramsey and i am running for re-election to represent district 20 in the tennessee state legislature it has been an honor to represent the interest of blunt county in nashville the history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision i am asked to make in the legislature Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. 
A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maryville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maryville. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKVL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Welcome back to the Coach Derek Hunt Show here on week number six, game number five is Farragut. The Farragut Admirals come to town to take on the Maryville Red Rebels, your Maryville Red Rebels. But we sit here uh, with the head man here at Maryville High School, Coach Derek Hunt. Uh, Coach talked about a little bit in the first segment. Last year, Parker McGill, that offensive line really had a, a great night in what was a uh, a limited Rebel team, a lot of a lot of uh, sickness that, that first time the, the Admirals and the Rebels met. Uh, but nonetheless, 35-24 was the final. Maryville with the victory, of course. And, uh, and, and this was a, uh, a matchup that, that really, uh, it was a good back and forth early in the game. And really throughout, uh, that was the, uh, in a season where that team was, uh, I think postseason, I can say bulletproof. That team was, was really solid. Uh, this was one game in the regular season uh, that was very close. However, met later in the postseason in, in Maryville. Uh, very much rolled 42 to nothing. But that first game, Coach, uh, was that a turning point for last season? You know, I think so. I, I mean, we were off of, fresh off a of bye week. We had just played Alcoa in a real physical game, and we needed that bye week. Had some guys banged up. You know, and then, like you said, we were without, we were without I think, three starters on defense. 
when we played Farragut in the regular season and didn't really find out until till the day of the game. That's what that's what was crazy. And so you know, we kind of scrambled and Farragut, they just do such a good job. They're so well coached, you know, every single year. Had a great quarterback last year, had some playmakers on the program. You know, so that we talk about adversity earlier on and this was just another another you know, hand that we were dealt that we had to kind of battle through some adversity and our, and our kids did. You know, there was a point where Farragut's driving and I think we're up four, that's just to take the lead and we get a turnover and score three plays later on a long Ashton Maples touchdown pass and catch. And so, you know, that huge huge turning point in the game right there last year. Uh, but I think we came out of this, out of that game last year, thinking, man, you know, we're going to be able to run the football on, on a lot of teams because we were physical up front. And we knew we had two really good running backs once we had a healthy T. Hodge, and we knew what Parker McGill could do. And, and so uh, we were really excited moving forward from that point on because we felt like if we can, you know, if teams are going to have to put people in the box to stop the run game, we've got weapons on the perimeter too to make them pay. So I think moving forward, it was a it was a big deal. Absolutely, and looking at, looking at tonight's game, uh, a, a little tale of a different year. Uh, T. Hodge is now at Tennessee. Ashton Maples has moved on, and, and there's some pieces on defense that, of course, graduated and moved on. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is still a very good matchup. You've got a three and one Farragut team coming to town. You guys are four and zero, uh, and 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 talk about Dawson. I think his name's Dawson Moore, their quarterback this year. He's been throwing it all over the place. Uh, long touchdown yeah. passes, and uh, and I think this is an equipped. Farragut team coming to town? Probably the most complete Farragut team that I've seen on film since since, I, since I've been the head coach. I think they, they might have had some amazing spots in, in, in past years, but as far as like the whole team, you know, they've got a great kicker. They have a really good quarterback. He's got guys to throw it to. Um, one of their receivers especially is probably, is probably the fastest kid we've seen all season. I think they've got a middle linebacker and a running back. He plays some running back, but he plays a lot of defense too. Who I think Purcell is his last name. I, you know, one of the best linebackers that we've faced all year. Plays all over the field. I think they start ten seniors on defense, which goes a long way in high school football. And so I just feel like, and their quarterback, like you mentioned, he's the he was the player of the week last week against Morristown West. I think he threw six touchdown passes. So. You know, a really good team coming in. You know, we're thankful to be at home, but you know, on a night where anything can happen, you got to go out and play well, and you know, we need to protect the football. Or this team's this team's good enough to come in here and beat us. Well, and I think I think you you know, like I say each week, I think Maryville's best is good enough to win. Absolutely, but you you talk about Eli Purcell. Uh, the kid looks like JJ Watt. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. And uh, he he does he makes plays he's he's got good lateral quickness which at the high school level that's that's a special quality and so I think that's that's something that you'll have to that that that's going to have to be accounted for uh, but but at the same point I think uh, you know coming out of out of the Bearden game last week I thought uh, Parker uh, battled through some things you know they kind of sold out to start, stop him and then later on it was kind of a thunder lightning with he and Noah Vaughn. And I, I thought that worked very well uh, to kind of keep the defense on their heels. Yeah, you know, the Purcell kid, he, I remember IDing him two years ago on film and talking to our staff about, you know, hey, we've got to have a plan for, for you know, number eight. And, 
Um, I think he was number two at the time. No, he, he might have still been eight. And then I was very disappointed to find out that he was a sophomore you know, <laughs> at the time. And I was just like, man, he is a he's such a good player. He's physical. Like you said, he's big. He runs really well. And they use him in a lot of different places on defense. So it's not like you can just game plan for him to be in one spot the whole game. So, you know, they, that just goes back to the coaching staff. They do a great job. So we'll definitely have our hands full. Well, Coach, I, I know you're going to have the guys ready, but uh, coming out of the Bearden week, was this week – was there any, uh, any, any kind of – interesting things you can tell us about practice it was a good week i mean i thought we had a, had a good week the most interesting thing at practice this week was we had some we had some low 70 degree weather so i think everybody was excited about that oh yeah it's it's football times upon us you know tennessee kicks off this weekend with south carolina and i think yep. i think you always yep. look to when you get that cool night weather it's football time and and it really it's uh it's taken over. Honestly, Bearden last week, uh, shorts was a bad idea for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say That's that. A little chilly on the sideline last week, but you mentioned, you know, with SEC football starting back this week, I think things are are, are really beginning to feel like they're back to normal. Well, I, I mentioned it on my on my my show this morning. The grind, uh, it really. Uh, I think we look at going into week six. We got to be excited for what. Um, to be at week six because I think early on we we didn't know what that was going to look like. So again, playing games, you know, Bearden having senior night last last week. I think that's that's a post COVID twenty twenty kind of a thing having early senior nights. But you know, it's good to see that uh, because that means the fall is progressing. We're getting there. Absolutely right. You know, we're excited about it, and hopefully, we can continue to do what we need to do and get to play football. Well, Coach, let me let me get you on into the locker room so you can get the boys ready. But uh, I'm excited for tonight. Farragut, Maryville, two two big time programs and two uh, two teams that uh, desperately want to want to shift their season on the uptick. And uh, again, they're going to have to go uh, through Skeeter Shield Stadium at Jim Renfro Field. But Coach, have a good night tonight. Good luck and go Rebels. Thank you, Wayne, so much. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks so much. But, hey, if you're listening right now, we're going to take a quick break listen to these fine sponsors. But come back. We're going to listen to the Bob Ramsey pregame show. Bob Ramsey for state representative. But it'll be right here, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit denzocareers.com slash production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. If you own a SUV or light truck, 
Finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this at a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. 
With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Want to stay home in Blunt County? Then check out the many job openings and company career pages at BluntAreaJobs.com. Here you'll find complete job descriptions and an easy application process. Don't waste any more time. Get to searching for your next career you can find Blunt Area Jobs on Facebook and Instagram. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holiday 
holidays and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. Good game day to you, and welcome to Maryville High School as this is the Bob Ramsey pregame show right here on WGAP Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM. Uh, Chris Hips alongside Jude Ellison. Guys, what's up? It's uh, it's football time in Maryville. Yeah, yep. it's a nice uh, foggy game, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, either our, our windows are fogged up or it is actually uh, getting rain. foggy out there. But, yeah, misty rain most of the day today. So if, if that continues, uh could be an interesting dynamic to bring to the football game. But, uh, but guys, uh, 27-08 is what's left until kickoff. But uh, tonight's uh, homecoming uh, here at Maryville High School. Got Farragut visiting, uh, dressed up much like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but they say Farragut on their chest, not Dallas. Yep. But, uh, uh, guys, what, what are you thinking? Coming off last week's win, Chris is back. Uh, he uh, In his vacation week, uh, we tried to do some justice. Yeah. Carson filled in, I think, admirably. Uh, but we've got the hippies keys to the game live. Uh, I think we've we've brought yeah. it back. Yeah, and y'all did a great job on the radio last week, by the way. Hey, the wind mm-hmm. helped a lot. Oh my I feel like so cool. <laughs> Jude is ready this week. Those sweatpants, yeah. hoodie. I did. Yeah, Anna Jawan, Anna Jawan Jennings jersey. Yeah. If, if all that stuff else doesn't keep you warm, the heat of Jawan Jennings yeah. would bring it. Yeah, is that true? Yeah, I think That's so. True. I think so. Uh, the band is falling out onto the football field, but but guys, talk about last week a little bit. And, and hips, you can kind of kind of chime into what you heard. But uh, I thought last week was a really good week. Talking in the coaches' show just previous to this, uh, I thought this was an adversity moment for this football team that that really should set them up well uh, for for really seeing things that you know doesn't always go the way of the rebels. I think a year ago, if you're a freshman on last year's team, there wasn't a whole lot that didn't go your way. Uh, I think this game against Farragut in the regular season was one of those moments, those adversity moments. Uh, but I think last year or last week against Bearden uh, really, really showed a lot of good things that they were able to do. But it also shown a lot of growth in some of those young players for the Rebel defense, yeah. and and also uh, Noah Vaughn. I thought he had a he had a really nice game last week. Yeah, I think that it was just really a coming out game for a lot of those players, and uh, just a lot of mistakes were made for the Maryville team. And I expect that. Uh, They've used this week of practice to really kind of hone in and um, and try and force less mistakes uh, than they had last week. But, of course, this rain could play a lot into it. I mean, a lot of uh, wet balls maybe have to rely more a bit on the running game. So hopefully uh, Parker McGill repeats what he did last year. Hips, that seems to be the bread and butter of this of this football team. You saw a lot of Parker McGill last week, but, but Bearden had, had, had loaded up to stop that. So you had to run a little more straight ahead of him just with Noah Vaughn. And, and I thought that was a dynamic that uh, – that, that Bearden wasn't ready for. They were ready to clog some holes, but when Noah was already through the hole yeah. by the time they got there, I think that was a, a, a situation they weren't ready for, and that's really what blew that open. Later in the game, Parker got on track and, and ripped a few big runs, but uh, uh, I think that's going to be tonight's matchup again. I think it's going to be a defensive front that knows how to get in, in those clogged holes, and uh, I think it's about can these can this offensive line open that back up, and then can those runners get upfield? Yeah, I can totally agree with that. I mean, Parker, he's a great running back. Uh, loves to get sideways, and you know, against a team like Bearden, it's going to be stacking the box. You can't really go east to west. You got to go north and south. And like you said, Noah, when he gets that full head of steam, I mean, it's hard for anybody to bring him down in the in the tackle box. I mean, he was getting at least averaging five yards a run on like, each time. Yeah, and he would just go straight ahead 
forward. I think I think that was like my go-to saying yeah. last week was just straight ahead north and south runner. And and I think the the thunder and lightning look that that gives this football team is very uh, a very interesting moment for 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 each team moving forward. And then and then how we we of course play out tonight. But but guys, Misty again here at Skeeter Shield Stadium, Jim Renfro Field. But the the marching rebels are on the field and they're they're looking to play the alma mater, do the homecoming court, and mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna try to keep you up on that yeah. uh, because there's some uh, there's some definite uh, um, information that, that people have been interested in, and we're going to do our best uh, to get you there. Uh, as the, I think there's some students that are actually brought, like, uh, what would you call yeah, it? Yeah, I think some of the people in the announcing council are announcing, yeah. yeah. Student council announcing this. So uh, we'll have Mr. Mr. Ellison, since he is a classmate of these, am, this yeah. homecoming court, uh, who's who's out there now? Escorted by number fifty-six. It looks like that is uh, Bailey Hasty, uh, escorted tonight by Brandon Husky, I believe. Uh, looks like she'll be representing the homeless veteran pantry as her charity tonight. Awesome. How much did she raise? Uh, is that on the list? It does not give me an amount specifically for her. However, it does give it for the third or third place, second place, and first. Or here's here she goes. She came in second place and she raised seven thousand seven hundred thirty-five dollars for the wow. homeless veterans pantry. That's very impressive. That's yeah. great. Appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome. And then we got Kendall Whitehead, who is uh, escorted by Drew Wallace, number eighteen on the on the rosters, and she is representing uh, Isaiah One Seventeen House, uh, Blount County, as her charity tonight. I think they do some work with like. Uh, Maybe victims of sexual assault or something like that. I'm not really too familiar with that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome charity to. And I love that they're doing that, raising money for charity. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, Lauren Myers looks to be come up next, escorted by uh, Cal Grubbs, number 54 on the roster. And he's big Cal the, Grubbs. He's a big Rebel Radio big. social media follower. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's in the trenches down there, so he's a uh, he's a good he's a good player. We've called his name a few times. Appreciate the support, and yeah, I love watching him play. And she's uh, representing. Save the Children as her charity. Very good name for that charity there. Yeah. Save the Children. I, and you never see. want a charity yeah. name that you don't know what they're doing. So yeah. I like Save uh, the Children. Save the there Children, yeah. And then uh looks like for the senior class, it's uh, going to be Cameron Hunt, who is escorted now by Trevor Abdella, which he is a, uh, he's he's a number 75. Beast. Yeah, he's a big beast down there in the, in the trenches. Looks like a lot of uh, a lot of offensive linemen getting some love tonight from the uh, from the homecoming court escorting these girls out tonight. I will say if this if this comes down to a fist fight or an arm wrestling competition, I'm going with uh, number 75. Yeah, and it looks like Cameron. It says on here that she's planning to study pre-law and go to law school, so she's got her eyes set on uh, some good things. And she's representing the Jed Foundation as her chair. The Jude Foundation? Did you say that? <laughs> I wish I'd get all the money, but uh, I think it's better to go to the charities. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then who we got? Hey, we I got, see a former Rebel Radio player. We do have play. a former Rebel Radio player of the game. Yeah, we got Chesney Lingenfelter, who is escorted by the great Travis Reeder, number 16 there on the program. And uh, I don't know, not much to say. He's just a great player on the defensive side of the ball, and he's, uh, he's escorting Chesney tonight, who's doing the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and she ended up winning the homecoming court, I, I guess is what you say, and uh Get this fifteen thousand dollars and or excuse me fifteen thousand nine hundred dollars for FCA. So uh, oh wow, that's a lot of money right there. Congratulations and 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 what about homecoming? Would that make him homecoming king? I guess so, the king. I just wonder if ours goes on the shelf above or below homecoming king. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah, I don't know. Chris says above. Chris says above. We'll go with above, that. Yep. Hey, what about this next one? And I'm not a fashion 
what it, fashionista is that is that a thing? <laughs> but uh, this next one's pretty fancy dress. Yeah. If nothing else. It's, Got some it's, like cherry blossom something on the bottom there. Yeah, that's way better than my flowerty. I was about to say flowerty. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting with Emma who is escorted by Eric there, and they've like. Eric been, Townsend. Yeah, they've been dating since like fourth grade at Montgomery Ridge, so they go <laughs> way back. Yeah. That's funny. She's got a uh, tailgating against cancer as her charity, and she came in I've second heard of that or one. first place. She came. She got six thousand. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, and looks like the homecoming queen looks to be crowned, but I don't know about the king. They need to get Travis a crown. A big. I just big wonder. Let's, let's see what's going on. So we've got all the the contestants we've got out maybe here. Some flowers, yeah. One's on. You know, they're on the thirty, forty, and forty-five on each side respectively. Mm -hmm. uh, again. Yeah, it looks like Toto. Uh, or Toto is gonna number thirty-five. There is gonna give it to Emma because she got third place with with six thousand. Like I said earlier, for tailgating for cancer. Great, great fundraising there. Appreciate all that because that's hard work. I yeah. mean, you know, we 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 sell advertising for this for this very broadcast, and and, and again, we do that somewhat as a job. She's doing that above and beyond. Yeah. So appreciate that uh, that that work there for her. And that's also as. Uh, that's also in a week, I believe, is how much time they have. So that's a lot of money in just a week. It's a lot of fun. And take calls. a guess. Take a guess at what their total do total donations were for everybody combined. I'm trying to do some quick math on the numbers you ran. <laughs> I'm gonna say, what was it, twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, five hundred. Did Chris hit that on Chris the nose? Chris hit that. Yeah. Chris popped it. Yep. And then Chesney got, or yeah, Chesney won with her fifteen thousand. So Travis. Travis was the king there tonight, but doesn't look like he's getting a little crown. So is it I'm, King Reader or King Travis or I think King Reader. I think King Reader. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Lord, maybe Lord Reader. Lord Reader. <laughs> anyway, he'll be the new. He'll be the new Derrick Henry. He'll. Oh yeah. He'll get to bow down to the king. Absolutely. Hey, he puts on a show. I'll mm -hmm. tell him that. Yeah. Travis Reader's he's great a great player. player yeah. Uh, number forty-seven delivered those. Uh, Sage Gribble, uh, he delivered out the, uh, the that championship stuff. But look at this big check on the 50-yard line, $38,000. Wow, that's See a lot. See the big check? Yeah. I always wanted to get one of those and take it to the, take it to the take bank. Take it to the bank. <laughs> and say, yeah, can I get this funny. in like fives? I saw one day it was like the the Philly fanatic was uh, asking Bryce Harper after he got that big extension <laughs> for his autograph, and he revealed, like, he had some paper covering up, and he revealed that often it was a big check, and he'd signed away all his uh, money or whatever. <laughs> wouldn't, they, wouldn't they appreciate that? But, hey, that's Homecoming Court 2020. I'm glad to be able to, to honestly be here at week six and be able to get that done. Uh, but you're listening to the Bob Ramsey pregame show, Homecoming Edition, uh, as we are here at uh, – at Maryville High School, getting ready for the matchup against Farragut, and really uh, excited about what this rain's going to do, and, and is it going to play a factor in this matchup. We're going to take a break, listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the uniform combination, a little bit more about the matchup, and then get ready for a 7.30 kick between the Admirals and your Red Rebels. We'll be back. You're listening on Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. 
With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKBL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning. 6 to 7 a.m. and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, and let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 1641325. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, 
individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at WhitlockCPA.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blount County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Welcome back to Skeeter Shield Stadium as it's just under 10 minutes to go until the opening kickoff here at Maryville High School and looks like it is almost national anthem time. But uh, again, listening to the Bob Ramsey pregame show, Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. But uh, again, just got back just in time for the national anthem, so let's check out just one more time and then we'll come back with Hippie's Keys to the game and then we'll talk Maryville and Farragut as they lock it up here on Jim Renfro Field. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rebel Radio. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. 
Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Good game day to you and welcome to this week's edition of Red Rebel Football 2020. Rebel Radio and WGAP are proud to bring you another chapter in the storied history of Maryville High School football, Tennessee's all-time winningest high school football program. The Red Rebels look to defend their 2019 6A state championship here tonight, and it's sure to be a good one. So sit back and enjoy as we set the stage for what hopes to be Another big Red Rebel victory. It's football time in Maryville, and you don't have to miss a moment of the action right here on Rebel Radio WGAP. The time is now, and here come those Rebels. As the Kings of 6A football walk in front of the home crowd, the Red Rebels are at home here in Maryville as they walk on Skeeter Shield Stadium on their way to Jim Pro Field. It's time for Rebel football, and, and, and Jude Ellison, Chris Hips right here with me. Guys, it's, it's good to be back home, good to be in the press box again, and uh, quite frankly, just uh, good to see some football again. Yeah, it's a great time just to be out here when you're not uh, 
not freezing to death, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hopeful uh, memorable games tonight. And and Chris, you know, as we kind of close down the Bob Ramsey pregame show, uh, the big thing that we started the last few weeks is hippie skis to the game, and and keys to victory tonight. Three big things from from the hips. All righty, hippies keys to the game. Let me shoot from the hip. <laughs> well, my first big shoot from the hip. Yeah. The first thing is uh, ball security. I mean, this wet conditions, we've seen it start to rain, and we can see the fans getting their umbrellas out. So, you know, ball security is going to be key here, especially for running backs, uh, wide receivers, bringing the ball in, looking the ball all the way in to make sure they don't drop it. Second thing for me is uh, keep Gavin Wilkinson, the quarterback, in the pocket. Um, to, well, last year when we were at Farragut, he had a big game outside of the pocket when he rolled out, um, makes more plays with his legs, and makes better throws when he's out of the pocket. And lastly, start fast. You know, last week at Bearden was a slow start again, uh, just like the Alcoa game. I think start fast, set the tone early, and maybe another big hit by uh, our defense. You know, that set yeah. the tone last week at Bearden for sure. Yeah, DJ Burks is one to, to, to look at. But, but guys, as the, the Red Rebel Band marches, in the power in formation in the center of the field. The, the sign is up, and it says, Hey, Admiral, here's a tip. The Maryville Rebels are here to sink that ship. <laughs> and, uh, and man, I think that's funny. As here come the Rebels in the, uh, in the home black jerseys, uh, but they have the gray pants on yeah. tonight. Guys, what, what do you think about the, the uni combination? As it's been different every time we've seen the Rebels hit yeah. the field. I'm not the uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the old grays, but uh, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? I think we say they look like the uh, Georgia Bulldogs away uh, jersey. Yeah, I'll be honest. The, the pants very much are reminiscent of Georgia, but you know what? The black jerseys at home is a, is a tradition, yeah. and uh, that has been upheld. So black helmets with the traditional script Rebels on the side, and uh, and again, the big power M in the center of the field, that stuff doesn't change. But the Farragut Admirals are across the way. They have broke out and went through the uh, – went through their tunnel, and uh, they are in their, their road whites, uh, the gray pants, blue, navy stripe, and then the, the basically Dallas Cowboys helmet, yeah. uh, as it is the big star on either side of, of the gray helmet. But uh, as the band exits the field, uh, the team is on the sidelines and ready to go. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a formidable team, definitely. They, uh, they've got about as many as Maryville, I would dare say. Uh, they, they, they fill up the roster really well, so this is probably Maryville's first team that they can can really go with them toe-to-toe, and we'll see if uh, if Maryland's able to get the better edge tonight. Yeah, I think depth-wise, this is a this is a great matchup for both teams, and, and I think you're going to look at this and, and see what, what really is what as as the depth goes on. A lot of times, Maryville will outlast a lot of football teams. I think Fair gets up to that challenge. But as your team captains hit center field, 47 Sage Gribble and number 35 Julius Toto will be the captains for your Maryville Red Rebels. For Farragut, it's number 20 Matt White. You'll hear his name a lot. Uh, number 16 Dylan Cozy. Number 45 Joe Main and number 88 Garrett Vanneker. Uh, I don't know if it's any relation to Mr. Ken Main, uh, <laughs> but if he's half the man Ken is, he's going to be hard to handle tonight. But uh, as, the, as they they they're ready to go, about four minutes to go until kickoff here, guys. And uh, and Jude, what what do you got? We got hips as keys to the game. I like hippies keys to the game, but shooting from the hip is kind of I mean it's growing it's a on good me. One. Yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking, Jude? We'll have to think of some clever name for my keys to the game. But I say uh, I think ball security is going to be a big one. I think you can't turn the ball over either team in this first quarter. I think you got to score quick. I think that's what Chris was saying uh, with Maryville. You can't kind of fall out of step like how they did against Beard, and you got to. Got to go fast and score in the first two possessions of the game, I really think, for Maryville just to kind of set the tone with Farragut and really get them out of it early because their depth, they can hang with Maryville for four quarters easily. 
I think I think that's a great point. And, and you know, my my little key is, is really just uh, just get out of that predictability. You, you know, yeah. I think uh, everybody's going to set up to stop Parker McGill. Everybody's going to stop look to stop that run game. I think play action off of that and seeing Markell's length, mm-hmm. letting that work for you, going across the middle to Daigle. I think just backing those that that front up and yeah. saying, listen. You can load the box up all you want. We've got other ways to score. So I think being versatile is is my keys to the game. But I think in the rain, you've got to temper that a little bit because, you, again, ball security uh, becomes an issue the more you want to get uh, cute with it, really. So I, I think all of those things are going to be in play. As, as the two captains that meet at center field uh, are number 45 for Farragut, Joe Main, and number 47, Sage Gribble. Again, social distancing in effect yep. as the uh, – the captains, they only send one per. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Sage has staff with me, so he, that's pretty cool to see him out there. But, yeah, it looks like uh, the uh, the Farragut boys having a little bit of conversation with the rest right now, maybe a little bit of confusion or something. I'm not really sure what's going on down there. Normally they have it called by now. Looks like it is going to be Maribel winning the toss. They want the football. I like that call. I do like that call, especially having uh, – Last time where they uh, they kind of started slow, I think I I think Bearden got the ball first last game, so it will be definitely a different uh, dynamic here, and I think Merrill's going to look to start fast too. Did they just point at each other? Did you see that? Maybe that's a substitute for a, a high five or something. Yeah, maybe it's an air fist bump. Yeah, never know. Never know, but as uh, Jeff Weaver down there working the sidelines like he normally does, taking great pictures. If you if you if you get anything from this, follow Jeff Weaver on Facebook. Yeah. Great pictures of Maryville athletics. He goes to volleyball games. He does all the great things. And uh, and again, it's like you're there because he takes inside the action kind of pictures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, socially distanced as as needed. <laughs> yeah, he gets in on the huddle and he'll uh, he'll get a lot of good. He's even taking a few decent pictures of us, right? <laughs> yeah, you know how hard that is, I mean, <laughs> rough. Rough is to say the least, but uh, uh, the Rebels are ready. They're they're already in in receiving formation. Uh, Farragut's still trying to get out there, tee one up. Uh, let's see who's going to tee it up because I tell you, there was a guy in pregame warmups for Farragut, thirty four. Yeah, he was booming yeah. it. I think this is the Reece cat that was Kenny, doing... I believe is his name. Yeah, yeah he sophomore. was booming it. Yeah, We're going to stand up and try to call this thing from the feet. Number thirty four, Kenny. To kick it away for Farragut. Deep for the Rebels. Looks like DJ Burks, Parker McGill. And Noah Vaughn. And Noah Vaughn. That's Who do you kick to? Speedy Trio right there. I think you kick. kick yeah, you, I was going to say you, you kick go, to the field house. You either go in zone go. or you go short to one of these guys, I think. Because either way, they're taking this ball out deep. All right, again, Kenny with a hand in the air. He's going to run from his own 30. Kicks it away on the 40. And looks like this one's going to bounce and go into the end zone right in front of the field house, and it will come out to the 20-yard line. It is underway here at Maryville High School, and it's football time in Maryville. Again, yeah. you're listening to Rebel Radio right here at 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming right now at WGAPradio.com. Yeah, Maryville's looking to uh, to start fast. It looks like as if they've brought three of their best uh, wide receivers out here, Burks, Markell, and Okay, they're going to switch Dago out to the left. We're going to line them up all on the same side of the field. And, uh, and they've got Jackson Phillips out there as well. So looking like maybe in a passing formation, but also uh, could be dangerous given to Parker either way. Yeah, Jackson had a, a great game against Beard and had a, had a nice touchdown pass, uh, or a nice touchdown reception from Carson. Carson, last one to enter the huddle, and he is, has the play and switches Parker from left to right. He gets the shotgun snap, looks to throw in the flat, gets it to Markell. Markell goes behind his blocker Ooh. and gets upfield to about the 22, and then he's upended by number 20 for Farragut. That is Matt White. 
Matt White, he's a, he's a name you're going to hear a lot tonight. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a nice recipient on the offensive end, but looks like he plays a lot on the defense as well. Yeah, Matt White, is a uh, he did like a WWE tackle on him there, <laughs> lifted him up and just slammed him down. And well, I'll uh, tell you, most people are going to catch Markell around the hips because yeah. his hips are at most people's shoulders. Carson in that shotgun formation, two receivers to the left, two to the right, 11-25 to go here in the game. They're going to fake the give, and Carson's off and running up the gut. He's going to get across the 30, across the 33, 34, and they're going to call him down at the 35-yard line. Yeah, that's something Farragut didn't expect, I don't think, because they left Carson just a wide-open running lane. He was uh, he was 10 yards deep before Farragut could turn around, and the safety made the tackle there. And the 13 yards on the pickup, and that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That uh, north and south running, that gets them every time. And get a little bunch package in here. Got Carson in the backfield. Going to get a high snap. Going to get it away to Noah Vaughn. And a, a little timing mismatch there. Mm-hmm. As number 75 for Farragut in the backfield and blows it up. A number 75, Corey Walker mm-hmm. on the one-arm tackle. Yeah, Walker just really busted in there. And I think the uh, the kind of uh, off on the timing there for uh, on the handoff, mm-hmm. I think really kind of just set him in the backfield and uh, and let Mr. Walker be able, because Noah Vaughn is not a quick person to stop. Uh, he's very hard to stop. Yeah, I think the high snap really really kind of threw off the timing there. But uh, as you look, they're, they're back out there in tempo. Uh, they've got Markell and D.J. Burks up to the left side of the formation. Daigle down low. They're going to move him across the formation. A little give and go. Going to give it to Parker McGill. He's going to go ahead forward, get across the 36, up to the 38 before he's brought down. That's going to bring up third and about seven. Mm-hmm. Big third down, I think, for this Farragut defense. If they can get a stop and get and get off the field right here, that would be huge. Yeah, Maryville's wasting no time. Jackson Phillips, D.J. Burks, Markell up to the left. Daigle and Parker McGill actually in the slot down here. Empty backfield for Carson Jones. Uh, this thing goes in the air on third down. He's a little quick pass. He's going to deliver it over in the flat. Tipped away by Martin, but looks like he jumped a little early and might have got into Parker. Yeah, or that was on Daigle, and it was definitely uh, definitely a lot of early contact there as Number 20 had basically tackled him by the time the ball was even in the air. So I think that was a great call by the officials. And as we say, you can't do that. But it will be a uh, spot of the foul, or that will be spot of the foul, but automatic first down. Okay. So I'll put Maribel about what the 54 here, or 45. Excuse me. They're gonna mark this thing off. We'll walk with him. He goes across the 45 and And across the 50. So we're in. In yeah. Farragut territory, the new first down marker will be at the Farragut 46-yard line. That was a big that was a big call there by the refs to give Maribel a second light here as uh, Farragut looked to be off the field, but uh, not so fast. Well, I think I think just because of the way they broke that up is why they're not off the field. But that's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and uh, we're off and moving. 9:48 to go here in the first quarter of play. First and ten, Rebels ball on the. 46-yard line of Farragut. Carson Jones with Parker McGill to his left hip pocket, moving Jackson Phillips across the formation. They're going to give it to Parker one step in the dirt, and he gets a head forward, maybe back to the line of scrimmage is all they're going to allow here for Mr. McGill. They're uh, they're setting up to stop this, and we're running right at it. Yeah, I mean, uh, Farragut's just really doing a good job of selling out to stop the run, I think, and that's why you've seen a a little bit of success when they're running uh, outside and getting out of the tackles, but when they're just going up the gut, Farragut's done a really good job of stopping us for no yards or even negative yardage. Rebels actually took a little huddle there. They set up a play, got Parker in the backfield, trips left, and Daigle by himself to the right. They're going to look to go, Nick. No, he's going to tuck it and run. Carson goes by himself. Nearly, 
He almost breaks loose, but gets back to the line of scrimmage. And again, another big go- big stop by the Farragut defense. No gain. Third and ten upcoming. Nine minutes to go here in the first quarter. Yeah, Eli Purcell and Dawson Brown combined on that tackle there uh, to wrangle down Carson Jones there for no gain. And again, this is a very, very big third down. Credit this Farragut defense for really uh, sticking with this formidable Maryville offense. Well, and I, I think they're we're running right at the teeth of what they're looking to stop. But again, I think that's Maryville's way of, of really kind of just continuing to pull that guy in, getting that eighth guy in the box, and then you unload deep. So uh, let's see what they choose to do here. A little balance set here is you got Jackson and Nick Daigle down down close to us, and you've got Markell and D.J. Burks up top. They're going to hand it off to D.J. across the formation. He's actually going to lose a yard. It's going to bring up fourth and 11. And uh, looks like the Rebels will have to get out in pump formation. Just not the best best sequence there for the Rebels, and, uh, and they'll send the punt unit out. Uh, and Coach Hunt looks a little bit uh, upset. Maybe didn't go – definitely didn't go the way they wanted here as uh, Markell's going to come out and see if he can't uh, pin Farragut deep. Yeah, I think they, of course, wanted a little bit more, uh, a little separation in things. Look who's snapping that. The old Lou Birchfield is out there under er, at center. <laughs> hey, best players will play. Lou's going to be the long snapper here. Let's see what he does to Markel. Markel gets Uh-oh. a low snap at the at the 40, oh, and dropping. he's going to be run into. And that may give the Rebel offense a little new life. The, punt, the punt's actually a dandy, though. It, it rolls wow. down, and it's going to be down by the Rebels at the oh, two-yard yeah. line. But uh, I think I think that's going to probably uh, revive uh, the the Rebel offense. Yeah, that's going to give uh, give us another first down, and uh, that's big. Fergus made two, giving us basically two first downs tonight. So, uh, so is that? I'm sorry, but that that's that's interesting how that that unwound because one, I thought Mar- Markel was a little shallow, and then I thought Lou Lou snapping the ball was interesting. <laughs> You think that made uh, made Farragut make a bad decision? I don't know. I just think he – I think the guy just overran it. I think he didn't expect Markel to kind of come up a little bit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like he ran up. Had to come get it, was yeah. Skipped. Yeah, so I think that kind of misread it. I think it might have been a blocked punt if Markel stays where he is. Uh, the new Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down marker will sit at the Farragut 32-yard line, 7.36 to go here in the first quarter of play. And the Rebel offense comes back to life. And no uh, – no Carson Jones in right now. Looks like D.J. Burks is going to run the Wildcat, and he can throw out of this. He's, he's got a great arm on him. We'll see what we got. D.J. Burks and Parker McGill in the backfield, and you've got Jackson Phillips and Markell in the slot. There goes D.J. right behind the blockers, and the, the Admirals are ready for it. This defensive front for the Admirals, yeah. uh, they came to play. They stopped that one for maybe a half-yard loss. Yeah, this 75, uh, Corey Walker, we said his name earlier, the nose guard for where Ferry is just really disrupting this Maripal run game and just causing us to not be able to run the ball as effectively as we did last year. And we'll see how long that persists because, again, uh, you know, kind of keep keep plugging away at this and, and keep hammering away, and we'll see what breaks. But Daigle's going to be your, to your right side of the formation. Up top is Markell and D.J. Burks, kind of your standard formation for this offense. Uh, Parker McGill going to step up to the line, kind of give some uh, some encouragement to the offensive line. And uh, step back in formation. Carson getting the play in from the sideline. Coach Hunt delivering. And he's going to change it up at the line of scrimmage. Get back. Parker to his left hip pocket. Looks like we're still not on uh, on point about what yeah. the play is going to be. Maybe let's see if we get this thing in. And, again, another audible. Going to change it up and switch. Switch Parker from left to right side of Carson. It looks like Farragut's going to come after this one. Carson's going to play action, deliver over the Ooh. flat. Daigle's there, but just threw ahead of him. Just led him a little bit too far. Yeah. I tell you, Martin's pushing. 
there's a little physicality with that DB yeah. uh, that they're going to have to continue to watch. And that's going to be in what the two was it three yard buffer zone or whatever. I think they're going to call that one because it was definitely a little excessive contact by him. But uh, just a great play to keep Daigle. You got to really keep him at that line. Yeah, third and 11 upcoming. Ball on the Farragut 33-yard line. Again, still under seven minutes to go here in the first quarter of this game. Uh, a rainy Friday night here at Jim Renfro Field, Skeeter Shield Stadium. Again, Carson Jones stands on his own 38 in a shotgun formation, looking to, to extend this drive. Carson Jones, three-step drop, a lot of pressure, but they're going to lob over in the flat to Parker McGill. He's going to look for green and cannot get it. He's going to get down to the 25, which is near a first down, but just not enough. Three yards to go, so it's going to bring up fourth and three. But I think this is no man's land, Jude. I think They're he's got to go. Yeah. This is uh, this is a big play here for this very good defense. That they've made uh, they've made three really big stops on third down, and let's see if they can stop them here on fourth. But I like this this aggressiveness. Again, you're in a place to where you kind of need to run for it yeah. because of the distance. Uh, and, and I think again, you've got you've got the power to do it. You just got to execute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I think Maribel can have a decent shot here. Two receivers left, two receivers right, looking to get them on the hard count. Looks like they're going to adjust the play from there. Parker McGill sits in the right hip pocket of Carson Jones, who stands on his own 30 in shotgun formation. Looks like they're going to blitz off of it. They're going to deliver in the flat to Daigle. Daigle had it in and out of his hands, and they're going to call (laughs) P.I. one more time. All right, I I didn't. I was definitely passing. That was just a pure time where I don't think Carson saw Daigle. I think he just threw it there and knew Daigle was going to be there. Just trusted his guy a lot. And uh, second time, Daigle's run that little slant around. This time, they call him for the pass interference. Yeah, yeah. Daigle was wearing an Admiral backpack as uh, as the DB yeah. was all over him. And and probably a good call, but, yeah, that was a timing around. Mm-hmm. It was it was throw where you're supposed to be, not yeah. throw where you're at. I think that was the safety shifted over, too, because I think they blitzed from the corner. So that, that's, a, that's a also can't guard Daigle as well in the safety position. We're going to see where the where the new spot is. Uh, again, they're looking to mark that thing off now. He walks inside the common sense pest control red zone and inside the 15 and comes to rest at the 13-yard line. So that's going to be a penalty that costs the Admirals another 12. If uh, my calculations are right, they're around 45 yards of penalties. <laughs> and it's uh, in one possession. 43 yards to be exact, thanks to Mr. Ken Main. But, uh, and this is the first offensive series for the Rebels. Yeah, that's and that's less than ideal. The the, uh, the ship is not running; it's like a well-oiled machine right now. They give it to Parker, go off left side, and he's gonna. Oh wow! He gets through the first level of tacklers and gets another yard and a half on his own. But I thought he was stopped for a yard loss. So any gain here came off of a second effort by Mister McGill. Yeah, I think everyone in the stadium said, "Oh, when he uh, when he busted through and got just a few extra yards just off the second effort, he was going to be brought up for." Maybe negative yardage, but was able just to keep moving and was able to pick up two or three off the drive. Second and eight upcoming. 6.20 is what remains in the first quarter of play. Maryville off and running inside the common sense pest control red zone. Again, uh, given new life three different times by the Rebel defense. But, hey, what matters is, is that the Red Rebels still have the football here late in the first quarter. Carson Jones shotgun formation. Parker McGill to his side. Gets the high snap. Gets it over to D.J. Burks. He gets inside the 10, inside the 5 and rumbles down to near the two-yard line where he's knocked out of bounds by Martin. Martin's all over the place for this Admiral defense, yeah. and uh, he saves a touchdown right there, one yeah, man to beat. He really did, and he just went low on DJ and uh, was able to clip him, and DJ got about two or three yards there lateral, but uh, or parallel to the ground, I should say, but uh, just wasn't able to pick up the first down, and uh, great tackle, great touchdown-saving tackle by that Farragut secondary. 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a first down. It's gonna be a first and goal to go. Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down, and uh, got three shots, maybe four here, Jude, to to punch this thing in. Lose in there as a fullback position almost. Looks like it's Wildcat to Parker McGill. Parker goes off left guard. One touchdown, touchdown Rebels. It ran off a lead blocker, Lou Birchfield. He's kind of been the Swiss Army knife tonight. Lou, Lou said, you know, he, he's wanted to play a game a couple of weeks. He has And he's working he hard. Me, he told me today he wanted it. So he long, is working very hard tonight. Long snap, lead blocker, defender. Yeah. Swiss Army knife. He hasn't even taken a step on the defensive side of the ball so far. So uh, he he's itching to get in. And I guess you're putting him in there as kind of that, uh, that Swiss Army knife role. With 5.46 to go in the matchup, the Denzo scoreboard has just changed. Your Maryville Rebels now lead at home 7 to nothing over the visiting Admirals of Farragut. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. You're listening to Rebel Radio right here, WGAP 1400 AM, 105.9 FM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates. And they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653. Or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Come on! Parker McGill off left side showed them how he did it. Not in conventional Maribel fashion, how to score, but seven nonetheless as, as three big Farragut penalties led to a Red Rebel score, and the Rebels now kick it away to the Admirals for their first crack at it, and we're under six to play here in the first quarter. Great time of possession there for the Rebels. Uh, it was 13 plays, 80 yards, six minutes, 14 seconds time of possession. Uh, it's an 80-yard drive in 43 of those came by penalty as the kick is away and lands on the E of Rebels down here in, in the end zone closest to Cedar Street, and uh, the Admirals will take over at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, Admirals have been looking to get out here, but, uh, of course, those costly penalties uh, didn't allow them for the offense to come out. This is their first drive. We'll see if they can hang with Maribel and put seven on the board. And we'll see what they do. As they come out, looks like number six, for, for the Admirals is going to be their, their gunslinging quarterback as he has ripped it for, for a lot of yards here in the last few weeks, Dawson Moore. He's going to be in shotgun formation. They're going to run it on first down. He's going to go around left side and get a little bit of room, get across the 25 up to the 27. Seven yards on the pickup is number 20, Matt White. And number uh, 22, Eric Townsend was in on the tackle there. Uh, he's been on the homecoming court earlier this evening and now makes some tackles here. I'll tell you, Matt White, you talk about a Swiss Army knife for the Admirals. He's brought it every every down for them. It looks like number seven for Farragut a little bit shaken up on play, maybe rolled up his ankle or something as he's limping on the way out. Yeah, trying to get out of this one. As Moore is going is to stay in the shotgun formation, and he's going to have, I think, Purcell uh, running off right side. Number No, that's that's Schumann's eye. 5'10", 175. He's going to get the first down. He's going to be around the... 32-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of five on second down, and that's going to be a first and ten Farragut. Farragut's got some hogs down there in the trenches, and uh, they're really just pushing around this Maryville defense. Uh, 
and or defensive line and just getting a lot of success on the running. Wouldn't be surprised they go back to running again today. We'll see what happens. And Moore's going to give it to Zai one more time. He's going to go around right end, and he's going to get across the 35, up around the 38-yard line before he's going to be brought to a stop. It's going to be another pickup of seven. He gets around that end quick, Jude, and, and yeah. something's going to have to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brock Garner was on the tackle there. But, yeah, he, uh, this this uh, this Farragut offensive line just having their way with Maryville, and that's kind of something we saw uh, early stages of Alcoa game and Bearden game. And uh, let's see if Maryville can make the adjustment real quick uh, and kind of do that bend but don't break mantra that they've had all season. Well, and I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come from getting upfield. Uh, again, Lou Birchfield's kind of trying to shift around and, and get some coverage in there as Moore is going to hand it to Zai again. And what did they do? They adjusted, and they're going to get him. Oh, wow. They got yeah. him in the backfield, but he pushed ahead forward for two more yards. That Schumann's eyes got his uh, got those legs turning and knows how to get upfield. And one of those big hosses just came in there and just picked him up and took him to that first down marker as, uh, as Maribel really had him stuck in the backfield, but just uh, – on the second effort, and he had his friend come over and push him to that first down. I'll tell you, there's some there's some team effort here, and they're they're on display at this moment. 3:50 to go here in the first quarter, seven to nothing, your Maryville lead, and the the Admirals on their first crack at it are moving this thing right to left across Jim Renfro. Dawson Moore again in shotgun formation, going to move Zot from left to right, going to move him out in the flat, but he's going to look left. He's, he's going to look to throw. Flat. He's going to drop this one downfield deep. And D.J. Burks pick. Demarcus Jerry in the third. The first throw of the night, and that's why you run the football. D.J. Burks said, not so fast, my friend. Picked. He threw into double coverage, and uh, that's playing with fire when you're throwing at D.J. And honestly, they had the running back wide open. There was not someone within. T- there wasn't any. He was alone on that right side of the ball. He had, he had all day on that right side, but quarterback just didn't make the look down and uh, threw it deep into double coverage, and that's just kind of wow. questionable when DeMarcus Jerry in the third is back. <laughs> DeMarcus Jerry in the third, indeed, with the interception turnover that the Maryville Red Rebel defense forced on the Admirals. That's why they, they, they'll probably come back out running this football. But when you get that guy on the post route, you got to go with it. The double team kept with him, and, uh, again, great job by DJ jumping up there and snagging that one down. Interception on the – they'll set up shop at the 10-yard line. Here comes that Rebel offense wasting no time. Carson Jones gets it, feeds it over. No, fakes wow. it to Noah Vaughn, gets ahead forward, gets across the 18-19-20, up to the 22 for a first down. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down, and Carson Jones, deceptive. We know what he's trying to do, and he still sneaks it through. Yeah, Farragut just sold out to stop Noah Vaughn there, and uh, Carson Jones had me fooled, so uh... – and that's uh, so that was a great run there by Carson Jones just to pick up the first down. And he's been uh, one of the best runners tonight for Maribel. Yeah, we're going to see what, what's going to go as they fake it to Eli Hames. Carson Jones wants to throw it. Nowhere to go with it. He's going to have to try to pick up what he can. He tries to get upfield, and they're going to drop him for a loss, drop him at the 21-yard line. That's going to be a drop of two yards on the play. It's going to bring up second and 12. Yeah, and that's uh, – that's a big play there for uh, for Farragut defense to, to stop Maribel deep, and they've done that a lot. Let's see if Maribel can't uh, can get something going in the part of his yards. I thought that they might have had Daigle uh, deep open on that route there, but the coverage just or the protection, I should say, kind of just broke down for Maribel, and uh, Jones wasn't able to load back there and throw it. Big key point that Chris points out, number 20, Martin, not out there on the defensive side of the football for the Admirals. As they're going to run two receivers to the left, two to the right, and looks like, 
Oh. Parker McGill in the backfield, but that is going to be over Carson Jones's head, and he's just going to fall on it, on and it's one. going to be down at the one-yard line. It's going to be third and a long way as it comes up third down, but a uh, way to save it if it goes in the yeah. end zone, two points for the Admirals. But Carson Jones gets down on it, and uh, they'll, they'll look to work out of their own end zone here. Third and a long way. Yeah. Third in the, bra- in the barbershop, I think. Uh, yeah. That's a... Uh... That was a good heads-up play there by Carson Jones to kind of dive on that instead of trying to maybe pick it up and try and make something out of it with a slipper ball. You never know what could happen, and they're, they've got their backs up against the wall right now. Third and 31 is, is what the scoreboard reads. Again, going left to right here at Jim Renfro. Carson Jones stays in the shotgun formation. Let's see what happens. He goes back there, just stands flat ahead, going to deliver it over in the flat. Markell looks to be there. But just overthrown, just a little out of his reach, and that's a big reach. Yeah. But uh, incomplete nonetheless. Going to bring up fourth down, and Markell, uh, the recipient of what was to be that pass, will now get in kick formation. Yeah, that was just essentially just a, uh, a take one step back and just chuck it up and hope Markell, if Markell can't get it, no one can get it kind of play right there. And Markell will have his heels on the white uh, of the end zone, so... Uh, Kind of a different look for Mark Hale. Maybe the low snap might come into effect here. I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. But Martin's back out there to return this kick. He stands on the Maryville 42-yard line. Uh, you got to hope to get it away quicker than that. As the punt will be a high one, but a short one nonetheless. It's going to bounce and take a Maryville bounce. Get across the 40-45 and keep on rolling. It's going to come to rest at the Farragut 49-yard line. That's got to be a win for Mark Hale. That's yeah. a, That's a... If you count the end zone, that's about a 60-yard punt. Markell's had two phenomenal punts uh, so far and just flipped the field on them both times. Uh, of course, one was negated by the, uh, the roughing the kicker call, but, uh, and that sends a fair get offense out here against, uh, against Maryville from starting on their, uh, on, the, uh, on their own 49. I don't see them throwing it deep this first time, Jude. I don't think that's <laughs> don't the way think, you go. You don't think? No. Looks like they've got a new back in there. I'm trying to look for his number. Number nine. It's going to be Dion Williams, and he's going to get the football. He's going to get around right side, and he is going to try, but Mr. Birchfield says not so fast. Yeah, Lou made a great tackle there and uh, was able to stop him to one or two on the pickup. Looks like they're going to give him two, a little bit of a favorable spot there. But, uh, yeah, great play by Lou just to really uh, contain him and uh, make sure he didn't get a lot of yardage there. Like I, think, I think Lou went low, and just his body lean got him that extra yard. But, yeah, pickup of two on the play. It's going to be second and eight upcoming. Under a minute to go here in the first quarter. Admiral's looking to push. Shotgun for for Moore. Moore takes a two-step drop. Nowhere to go with it. And he is going to be dropped in the backfield for a sack. That's number... Is that 95? 95 for Maryville. That's going to be Cameron Gribble, the sophomore. The sophomore getting in there making a big play to force a sec- or third and long. That away, Cameron Gribble. Again, it looked like he had one place he wanted to go with the football. When that was covered up, he, he was going to have to tuck and go. But Mr. Gribble said, uh, you can just sit down right here. <laughs> But as Moore is going to stay in that shotgun formation, standing on his own 41, it's going to be third and 13, and he will not get a playoff. As the first quarter comes to an end, your Red Rebels lead 7 to nothing here from Jim Renfro Field. But you're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's neighbors helping neighbors. 
Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. And welcome to the second quarter of action here from Jim Renfro Field, Skeeter Shield Stadium, as your Red Rebels lead the Farragut Admirals 7 to nothing here at the end of one. But, uh, uh, again, Jude Ellison, Wayne Kaiser here on the call. And, and Jude, the first quarter of play has been marred with, with a lot of different things. One big mistake by Farragut on offense, three mistakes that led to seven points for the Red Rebels. And, uh, and right now they're sitting there uh, with their backs against the wall one more time. Yeah. And uh, Maryville is uh, looking to get the Admirals off the field here on a big third down. Third and 13 upcoming, 12 minutes to go till the halftime as Car- Dawson Moore takes a three-step drop, so looks to deliver over in the front. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Burke said, give it to me. He's got wow. two completions, both the number one. Wow, he's definitely throwing his name in the hat for uh, – <laughs> For player of the game, I must say. I'll be honest. He might have already printed it on the sheet, Jude. But uh, <laughs> 11.54 here to go in the second quarter of play, and D.J. Burke says, give it to me. He takes the football away from Farragut twice in as many possessions. Wow. So uh, back to the Rebels, and it's setting up pretty nice. Uh, setting up shop on the – looks like the ball sits at the 33-yard line of Maryville, and they will go uh, they will go right to left as they flip field at the end of the quarter. Just awareness of where the ball's at. Great for DJ to, to be able to eye that thing in. Carson Jones in the shotgun. Going to move Nick Daigle across the formation. A little dip, misdirection. Gets Parker off and running. He gets across the 35, across the 40. And he's going to be upended at the 42-yard line. Going to be about a pickup of nine there on first down. Yeah, and just great concentration. Like going back to that to that pick, uh, that ball was tipped. That was a tip drill there. And uh, DJ Burks was able to, uh, to wrangle it down. And I think it was Eric was on the – on the tip number 22 there for Maribel. As, uh, and now Maribel sets up here with second down and a great run there by Parker, maybe his best of the night. I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but that was just a good, good, uh, good run to pick up nine. And as Carson Jones in the shotgun formation, going to give it to Mr. McGill one more again, and he's going to get across the 40-yard line near the first down marker. Let's see where they spot it. I think they're going to give him the spot to pick up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And the ref says, yes, move those chains. Big first down there for Maribel again, just to kind of get the uh, get the wheels turning a little bit. They've had a little bit of trouble on offense uh, of late, but uh, hopefully uh, turning it around here with this drive. Yeah, Carson Jones looks to come out with a little bit more poise here. Got trips to the right, two to the left, and he's by himself in the backfield. Stands on his own 38, takes the belt high snap, gets it to Daigle. Daigle gets across the 45 and gets run into by a lot of admirals, and he's going to be run out of bounds. Uh, going to get forward progress to the 47-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of three there on first down. Yeah, Mason Collins, number 17, the uh, the uh, junior cornerback, was just really able to wrangle Daigle down to, uh, to prevent him from getting more. I think Daigle had his eyes upfield and didn't realize number 17 was on him until it was uh, a little bit too late, and I'll bring up second down and eight here, or seven, excuse me. Yeah, and I think Daigle thought, you know, there was probably a little room. And then uh, number 17 for the Admirals just closed that, that hole up. But 10-17 to go uh, here in the second quarter. Second and seven upcoming for your Rebels as they're on offense going right to left. 
Uh, they're going to move D.J. Burks across the formation, a little misdirection, and then Parker McGill drives ahead forward and gets nearly to midfield before he's stopped by a host of admirals. He should bring up second or third, um, excuse me, third and four upcoming. Pickup of three on the play. Yeah, and this is another another big third down. Farragut's had a lot of success on third down on defense, and let's uh, as Marable looking like they're uh, looking like they're going to call audible here real quick. Let's see if Farragut can't do something. As the Farragut fans are really starting to get into it. Well, I think they finally brought another guy into the box, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see Carson Jones rip it right here. Two receivers to the left, two to the right, and Mr. McGill in the backfield. Uh, kind of a normal set here for the Red Rebels. He's going to look to give it to Parker McGill. No, he's going to keep it himself. Get across the 50, cross the 45. And that is Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. Needed four, Jude. Got six. Yeah, Carson's had just a great running game all, all night tonight and uh, really had a lot of success just keeping it himself. And uh, I think that was uh, a design to maybe come back to Daigle a little bit, but he decided to go out and, uh, and tackle, or block, excuse me. Yeah, I like I like the the fearless side that we're seeing out of Carson Jones. He's running ahead forward with a lot of steam and getting first downs. That's what you got to see when they're they're sold out to stop Mr. McGill. 9:08 to go here in the second quarter. Score still seven to nothing, Maryville, and the the Rebels are threatening as they step in to Farragut territory again. First and ten, Rebels. Carson Jones gets it, looks to pitch out in the flat, does not do it, gets it to DJ Burks. He number one gets across the 33 yard line. Gets down to the 31. Enough for Dwight Price of Realty Executives, but one tackle number one. Yeah, he is. Uh, DJ's doing everything tonight and uh, picks up a great play and great look off by Carson Jones. Kind of pump faked it out to McGill in the flat, I believe is who it was, and uh, was able to draw the cornerback a little bit away from uh, DJ and was just able to fire it in there for the uh, for the first down. Absolutely, but uh, but Grant Hill. No, Grant Rice, sorry, Grant Hill's place for a different team. But uh, Grant Rice with the tackle, number one for the Admiral, tackle number one for the Rebels. Carson Jones, shotgun formation, gets a belt high snap, looks to throw out in the flat, gets it nearly to Nick Daigle, in and out of the hands as it falls incomplete. We'll bring up second and ten. Yeah, Daigle, I think Carson wanted to throw it a little bit quicker as he kind of kind of held himself back just a tad bit. And uh, I think Daigle, the timing just was just a tad off on both, both ends. And... Uh, they were just not able to complete on second down. They're going to bring Daigle. And it looks like Daigle and Markel both got one-on-one. I don't know if the safeties might shade over there a second. but uh. Well, they flipped They flipped uh, DJ and Markel to the to the short side. They had been running the long side most of the, the night going le- right to left. We'll see if that means anything in this next play. Carson Jones, shotgun, going to move Parker out in the flat. He's going to fake one time and get ahead forward. He's going to push and drive those legs and pick up a oh. foul. About five yeah, yards the on the play, loose. but they're saying the ball's out. Farragut saying they got it. We're going to see if that's the truth. Looks like Farragut has it. Looks like the Admirals are going to – hold on, hold on, no signal. Farragut definitely thinks they have it. Maribel's walking off a little bit. Yeah, they're going to give it to Farragut. Looks like the ball did come out during the scrum, and up with it come the Admirals. Un- unfortunate sequence events there. And they're going to get to the sideline, try to see if they can't clean this thing up. But the defense has to get back out there. They have they have presented themselves very well tonight, the Rebel defense, and they're going to have to have another opportunity here. Because DJ Burks coming from wide receiver on the far side, coming over, gets a little drink of Powerade, and he's right back out there to safety position. Yeah, guy guy plays a lot of snaps, but uh, he he's got a high motor, can make it happen. As the the Admirals have to run out there with a with a new uh, renewed sense, uh, they're they're going to continue with having number uh, number nine out there, Dion Williams. 
don't know what that says about uh, Schumann's eye, but uh, we're going to see how, how this shakes out. But uh, what do they got here? It looks like the, the and ref. one to Maribel to back up just a tad bit, I think, or something to do with the clock. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, reset sure. The, the play clock. Looks like that is complete. 8.09 to go here in the second quarter. Score still 7 to nothing, Maryville. And it is first and 10 Admirals after the, the turnover on the fumble by Carson Jones. Looks like Dawson Moore is going to stay in that shotgun formation. Williams to his left hip pocket. Williams is going to get the football. He's going to go off right oh, wow. side. Takes one great cut and gets upfield for a big pickup. Going to be a pickup of nine on the play. And he gets up to the... 36-yard line, uh, where it's going to be second and about one to go. Yeah, and uh, just a great tackle by Jason Mandiker there in open space. Uh, he kind of just really uh, busted through there, and I think he thought he was going down himself, and then the hole just opened up, and he was able to pick up a lot of yards there. Yeah, I think that one hard cut just really changed the dynamic there. As they're going to shift this thing to, to near the middle of the football field in between the hash marks. Looks like Dawson's going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right, and Williams is going to stay in the backfield with him. They're going to hand it to him one more time. No, that's Zai, and he's going to stiff arm the Rebel defender, and he is going to get across the 40 and enough for the first down. It's going to be a pickup of about – it's going to be a pickup of about – Nine yards on the play, and it's going to be enough for a first down Admirals as they, uh, they're they off and running here uh, after the big turnover. Yeah, Farragut's just uh, really been successful. You can tell the momentum's definitely on their side, and Maryville defense looking to kind of bend but don't break here. Yeah, you you got to push the envelope. you got to get back there to Dawson because he has a lot of weapons to throw to. Uh, but he's going to get it to Zai one more time. He's going to go off right tackle, get across the 45, up to about the 49-yard line, pick up a four there on first down. Yeah, just uh, just another bruising running back there for Farragut, and they're they're trying to wear down this Maryville defense here as a lot of folks are playing both ways for Maryville. Eric Townsend comes out of the game, pulls his helmet off. Hope hope everything's okay with Eric, but they're going to check him out as he sits down uh, on the bench. Looks like they're going to move move some defenders around and really really try to shake this thing up. But Dawson is looking at, and adjusting accordingly. Uh, he gets the high snap, going to roll to the left. No, that's Wildcat. That's number. That's White. Number Lou 20. Birchfield with the arm tackle there. It's a great play to wrestle him down. As, uh, he looked to have really gotten the edge there, and Lou looked to maybe over-pursue, was just able to stick out that big old arm of his and wrangle him down. I think he got him for no gain, and White had a full head of steam, so way to go Lou by ripping him down. So, again, great adjustments there. Brings up third and seven. Ball. Timeout for Farragut as, as we uh, – just happened here, and uh, we'll take one with them. That's an El Himidor timeout, El Himidor Mexican Grill. Uh, let's take a break. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming, WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee, for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. 
Birchville track down White. He ran like a rebel. Matt White on no gain on that second and seven, turn third and seven. We'll see. This is a huge third down, Jude, for, for this Rebel defense as it is very much a bend but don't break. As Dawson Moore is going to take a three-step lock, look to throw. He's going to get it to number five for the Admirals, and he's going to get across the 40-yard line. Ball is out, but they're going to call him down. Uh, but that's going to be enough for a first down. Admirals, great throw and catch for the Admirals. That was to number five, Alex Taylor, a guy that had been held quiet to this point in the football game. Um, but nonetheless, it will be a first and ten. Admirals, scoreboard still reads seven and nothing in favor of Maryville. Five thirty-eight to go here in the second quarter. I think Maryville was expecting something towards the middle of the field a little bit, but Admirals just really ran the, almost just a four verticals route and just was able to get the ball out for the first completion of the night. They have a lot of different formations. Now they have trips to the left. They have number five, Alex, to, to the right, and they're going to give it to Williams again. Williams gets quickly to the right side, and he's going to get upfield, get inside the 35-yard line down to the 33, and that will be a pickup of five on first down. Creates second and, and manageable. Second and five, you eat. You like where they're putting themselves in, in second and third down short. Yeah, you uh, you definitely like this grid of this Maribel team, this Pimba don't break, but uh, they're going to have to start having some breaks go their way here as uh, Farragut is really having their way this this drive with Maribel. Yes, Farragut really, uh, they, they've kind of hit the pause button a little bit and kind of yeah. getting slow out of their breaks, but uh, one receiver up top, maybe one-on-one -on -one up there. They're going to move Mr. White across the formation. Going to give it to Mr. Williams again, and he is going to he's going to mow right on through down into inside the 30, near the 25 yard line before he comes to rest. That's going to be a big pickup there. It's going to be a nine yard pickup there on second down. It's going to be another first down, Admirals. Yeah, just Admirals have just really just they've had a lot of success on when the ball's on the ground. That's they've only made one completion all night, and two have been. Or I no, guess they three, technically, three. yeah, <laughs> and two of them went to DJ Burks, and he's wearing black tonight. So uh, it's a lot of success on the ground for this uh, Admiral offense. Yeah, Dawson Moore going to keep it on the ground with Williams. He's going to go off left tackle, and he's going to get upfield, get inside the 20, down to the 18. And it's going to be a big pickup of seven on first down. That's the, that's where they've been successful, Jude, is first down production. They They average, they're probably averaging six or seven yards on first down. You're going to have a lot of play options when you can go to second and short, second and manageable. Yeah, they're, uh, they've just really been able to expand the playbook here as uh, they've had a lot of success with the ball on the ground, and I don't see why they wouldn't keep going to it throughout this whole drive. I don't know why they wouldn't throw a single pass. As Williams checks out, Zai checks in. Schumann Zai, who's ran very strong for the Admirals tonight as well. But in the backfield, who read that thing? Number three, Zach Braden. Rocked. Number 38 for the Admirals. Really got in there. It's almost like he was in the huddle. Yeah. Braden, uh, just before he could even look up, was just in that backfield and just timed it up right. And I don't guess they blocked him as he was just really able to uh, make a great play and get in there. That's huge because they dropped him for a loss. Instead of being, it was second and three. Now it's third and six. So big time loss there uh, for Mr. Zai and Zach Braden being the benefactor there. And a third and six upcoming. Kind of no man's land. Think this is a two down option. Dawson Moore by himself in the backfield. He's going to look to fake it to Mr. White, and he's going to get one man to beat for the Rebels. Okay, maybe about five guys to beat, and he is dropped at the 20-yard line hard. I believe that was our uh, our player of the game from last week, Jason Manneker, on the tackle there. He just he just uh, really rung his bell on that one and just uh, 
Dropping down for fourth down. Looks like uh, Farragut's going to bring out the kicking unit, who, we, as we saw in pregame, is very, uh, very good. Yeah, very, very good. But uh, this is kind of interesting because this is a, this is about a 26, 36 yard field goal, and and you're kind of you're having a lot of success at five and plus yards. But they're going to kick it nonetheless. Number 34 kicks it away, and that kick is going to be good. And the Admirals are now on the on the scoreboard. The Denzo scoreboard has just changed. Your Rebels now at lead. 7-3 to three over the visiting Admirals. They will take turns, switch sides, and we'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. You can't stop Can't stop, won't stop. Where the brakes at? I give that And welcome back to Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School where your Red Rebels. Lead the visiting Farragut Admiral 7-3. to three. Two minutes, 12 seconds to go here in the first half. And uh, Farragut just got on the field or got on the board, Jude, 7-3 to three after a 36-yard field goal by number 34. Uh, let's give him some credit. Reese Keeney. Yeah. All righty then. <laughs> as, we, as, we, uh, as they kick it away, kick it through the end zone, two minutes to go here in the half. And, and the Red Rebels look to respond, Jude. Yeah. They, they look to get back and, and kind of, you, you know, see what you can do here. Because I think you, you're seeing a lot of, of differences here. As, as Farragut is really selling out to stop the run, so I think the throw game's got to come into play here. Uh, but I think ultimately um, the Admirals have had success running the football. So let's see what, what the changes are coming out here on offense for the Red Rebels. And just two minutes left, so they're going to have to do kind of a two-minute drill here with their backs up against the halftime. Right. Trips to the left for the, for the, the Red Rebels. One guy up top with a, a little bit of shading safety help. And it looks like Carson Jones is going to give it to Parker McGill. He's got a little room to run. He's going to get across the 25, cross the 28, up to the 29. Big pickup on first down, nine yards for Mr. McGill. Probably the most room he's had to run all night and just able to pick up nine on that play. And, uh great run to kind of get a, get the ball moving again for Mr. McGill, and they're running fast, too. Second and short, a lot of options here. Carson Jones gets the snap, three-step drop, looks to fling it, gets it to Mr. Daigle, almost completed. But number 17 for the Admirals, a little pesky defender. Yeah. Mason Collins uh, really doing work out there on Mr. Daigle. And now you got a big third down here. You could, uh, they don't convert here. They're, they're giving the ball back to Farragut with ample time to score. Third and one upcoming. Uh, Mr. Carter Cox stepped into the game. Uh, he's going to be over here on the left side. Got Parker McGill in the backfield with Carson Jones. I think they need a yard. I think this is Carson time. No, they give it to Parker McGill. He's going to go right side and get enough room, gets the first down. He's trying to get wide. He's got a, a host of admirals trying to get him down, but none have the opportunity. He gets across the 43, up to the 44, and it is going to be a Dwight Price of Realty Executives as Parker McGill picks and chooses his way for about 15 yards. Yeah, just another great run by Parker. He's looking like he did last season, and uh, he's had a little bit of trouble running the ball tonight, but just really on these past two runs, been able to uh, to really move the ball very well. Jude, I think he ran 45 to get 15. He went wide on that one, but uh, worth it nonetheless. First and 10 Rebels, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, first down. A little play action to Parker, and, and Carson Jones uncorks it. 
looking for Nick Daigle and in and out over the head of Nick Daigle. But, uh, you know, I, I like the idea. I think if Nick could have ran under that one, it uh, could have been a big play. He had room to get on with it. Uh, just incomplete nonetheless. Second and ten upcoming ball on the on the Maryville 43-yard line. Yeah, Daigle just really uh, – he's had trouble all night as uh, just haven't been able to connect with Carson Jones and uh, just the troubles keep going on that last play there for Daigle. Minute 30 seconds to go here in the first half of play. Again, score still reads 7-3. to three. Uh, A little key note is Farragut will get the football coming out of the second half, so this is huge for the Red Rebels to try to add to their lead at this point. Like reset the play clock. I'm not sure it ever started the last time. Minute 29 to go. I, you know, I don't fault the long pass, Jude. What, what do you think? I do like that call. I think Daigle's maybe two, three steps away from catching that ball. So I really like that call just to go deep. They're going to move Parker out in the flat. Carson takes a quick drop, tries to throw it over in the flat, gets it to DJ Burks. He gets across the 50 on and lands on the top of the power M. It's going to be a pickup of about Nine on the play, and it's going to bring up third and one. Minute 14 and ticking down here in the first half. Got to keep moving. Carson Jones in the shotgun, going to give it to Parker McGill. He's going to go left side, try to catch wide again. He's going to get upfield. Let's see where they spot it. I think he got it. It's going to be fourth and inches, and it looks like Maribel's going to call a timeout here. Or they're going to maybe call a timeout just to spot it. 58.4 58.4 seconds to go. As both teams seem to be going to their sideline, looks like we're going to get a timeout. Let's it stay right like, here. It looks Let's like Farragut's going to stay out there. It looks like they're not going over to get uh, like a little coaching or some water or something. Well, uh, good. Or I guess now the official call for the Maribel. T- yeah. Timeout oh, they're going to bring the chains out, I suppose. Huh. Before or after the, the water break. <laughs> But they're going to bring the chains out. I, I thought he was a little closer than, than maybe the spot would suggest. I thought he made it fully uh, to, to the 47, but uh, the ball's not spotted there. It's, I think it's, the spot's definitely short for sure. Let's see what it is. What's Ken, what's Ken think? Ken, you think he got it? Ken yeah, thinks I he's think short. He's, I, think, I, think it, I think the spot is a lot, a lot further away from where he really was. I think he had a lot more yardage. Let's see what we got. They stick the chains. They're trying to work it to make it right. They stretch it. It's nearly a full yard short, Jude, as the call would go. I could have told you that without bringing the sticks out. Oh, Jude said he had that from up here. I don't know that that's an adequate spot, but it's the spot nonetheless. Yeah, I thought the spot was just a tad short, but uh, Maryville's got a big decision here on fourth (laughs) down, and uh, if Birchfield's coming out, that makes me think it's going to be a rhino package with McGill uh, taking the position of the quarterback. I see Carson Jones out there. Carson's I see out Lou, there, yeah. I see Lou Birchfield. I see a lot of big bodies out there. They're probably going to run Lou as a lead blocker and uh, and just have Carson run right behind him. So they make sure they get the spot right on the hash mark, and they're going to set it back up. Probably probably not a full yard, probably about a football and a half. Mm-hmm. And Keyshawn Harper is out there as well to, uh, to provide some extra blocking. Those are two really athletic kids, him and Lou. No farther than they need to go. I, I don't know that you don't put Carson under center with the conditions and push this envelope. But, no, they're going to leave Carson in the shotgun formation. Big stack set here. Carson Jones gets it, and he's going to run straight ahead forward. Carson's got a lot of room. He gets across the 45, across the 40, down through the 35, and inside to the 34-yard line. Big pickup for Carson Jones. I think Carson was expecting to get hit really hard when he got to the line, and he just kept 
he just kept trucking as uh, the, the hit was never applied. And uh, <laughs> 13 yards on the pickup. The clock is moving. 42 ticks is all that remains. And they've got to get this thing moving, and the clock stopped. Carson Jones gets it, three-step drop, delivers over in the flat to Parker McGill. He's going to look to get out of bounds. He gets out of bounds inside the 30, about the 29-yard line, 32 ticks, and the clock stops. So uh, it's going to be second and about second and about five to go. Uh, again, that was a first down. Dwight Price of Realty Executives' first down. But, again, second and five upcoming. Uh, a lot of plays to, to be had here. You're on the 29-yard line, Jude. I think you got to chuck it. Yeah, with only 32 left, I don't think you can afford to put the ball on the ground again. But uh, as Chris is saying, Markel's got one-on-one right now. We're going to see. We're going to see if they use that. They still try to feed it to D.J. Burks, and I think they're going to finally get number 17 for pass interference there. Yeah, he's been flirting with it all night, and uh, I don't think I think they, I think they would have skipped it. But uh, Daigle's just having a lot of trouble tonight. He he just hasn't hasn't been on sync with Carson Jones. Either been too low, too far, just whatever it might be. But that's definitely pass interference on number 17. Absolutely. Well, you know, he, he's been on he's been on Daigle's back all night. Yeah. But uh, they finally get the flag there. It's going to scoot this thing down. It's going to be. Hmm. It was a great catch. Then, if it was a catch, because he was, he was just piggyback riding him. And uh, can we see the replay? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They got a little predicament right there. It, and, uh, it was on the ground. Whether his arms were under it or not, we couldn't see from this angle. But if so, yeah, probably done and done and worthy right there. Yeah, they're scooting this thing on down inside the 15. That's going to sit at the 14. That's inside the common sense pest control red zone. And, yeah, it's going to be first down Rebels. Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. With uh, 25 seconds left and with all the timeouts in the world. So, uh, Merrill's got a lot of plays that they can call here. I think a lot of options. I don't think the run game's off the table. I just think you can't run real sideline to sideline here. Waste a lot of clock. And they're going to try to run this thing. No, Carson's going to keep it. He has faked me four straight times. He gets inside the 15, back to the line of scrimmage. And looks like they're going to have to use one of those timeouts. Yeah, and uh, Maribel just uh, couldn't couldn't get the ball that far there as uh, they're going to call another timeout. But like we said, that's the benefit of having all those timeouts is they're able to, to put the ball on the ground and don't have to worry about getting out of bounds so quickly. Absolutely. It's on this left hash mark closest to us, Jude. Uh, do you think that opens some things up to be able to shoot the corner on the far side? Yeah, you can maybe get uh, Markel or someone like that on a little fade route in that corner uh, right on the pylon. And uh, it, it's definitely uh, definitely a lot of plays I think you can call here. I don't think I think even any running play is uh, even on the board. I think you come out and see what, you, you know, I'm just kind of interested in what the coaches are thinking here. You, you know, do you, do you come out and see what they're lined up in, and then you, you kind of make that call, kind of have a twofer. You know, you've got one for the sideline, you've got one straight ahead. Because I think that cut play across the slot, that's that's one that they, they've used successfully. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, Chris and I are on the same page. DJ across the middle. Uh, would be an option there, and I think he's uh, he's shown that he's uh, he's very uh, able to take on contact. Yeah, I think DJ could even draw away maybe a safety or someone like that off of Markel if he's running a a fade route or something like that. Markel's going to the top of the uh, top of the screen, so to oh, say. Oh, and DJ. And, uh, DJ and Markel are up there together, and Jackson Phillips and uh, and Daigle are down down here closer to us. So I like that. I like that play. You watch who the safety goes with, yeah, and you throw to the other mm-hmm. guy. That's a classic uh, NCAA 14 play right there. You Ain't that where the true? Safety goes and chuck it up to the other guy. <laughs> For Xbox 360, PlayStation, what we got? I got the 360. Absolutely. 
probably the highest selling used game out there. Yeah, it's it's going. I think it's. I think I checked. It's worth more than my Xbox 360. That game. Oh yeah, I saw it for a hundred. Useless information if anybody's ever on Jeopardy <laughs> yeah. right there. What's the the highest resale for for a Xbox 360 game? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Looks like Coach Hunt's wanting a little bit of explanation here. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's if it's time spot. What, what do you What do you think he's talking here? Well, I think they've marked him back of five yards. I don't. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that. Then if they called legal motion on Maryville to to back him up five yards, what? Uh, well, they dropped the flag at their ankle. Yeah, I didn't see any sort of a flag, and normally we catch those kind of things. So uh, I'm not really sure what's going on. It looks like Coach Hunt is a little bit confused as well. <laughs> I'm gonna say Coach Hunt didn't know what was going on because again, he just took a timeout, and I think he's he's saying, you know, my play call would be a little different knowing five yards difference is the as the Rebel faithful's letting them know, and and Coach Hunt's letting him know. Yeah, they're. Uh, and they're right in front of the student section, so the refs are definitely uh, getting the temperature of the room real quick. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see if this changes things a little bit as the defenders look to talk a little bit, knowing DJ and Markell's up top, and I think they're uh, they're they're gearing to play that. So we'll see who uh, see what happens here. Carson Jones looks to the sideline to get the get the call. Twenty point seven seconds is all that remains, and Coach Hunt gets the play into Carson Jones. Parker McGill in the backfield trips to the right. Daigle down here by himself. Looks like he's going to have one on one. They're going to move Parker out in the flat. Looks like they're going to look to throw to DJ in the middle, and he is going to be gobbled up about the 17-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of about three on first down. I, I'm not sure that's uh, that's all you were wanting, but 15 and a half seconds. Yeah, and, and like we said earlier, they can afford to get these little kind of smaller plays just because of the timeout, but you got to start taking some shots here in a second because uh, – just what 15 seconds left? You really gotta gotta make some plays here on second down. I think you got two options, or you got two plays to to try this in. Uh, but uh, yeah, you you got to push it down. I think you've got options uh, if you get inside the 15. You could kick a field goal as well. Yeah. But uh, I, this Maryville offense hasn't proven to me uh, to be a team that's really interested in threes. Yeah. They want sixes and sevens. Yeah, for sure. And they've struggled a little bit tonight, for sure. I mean. Because these past two games, past three games, really have been really challenging in the first few quarters for Maribel to kind of get in rhythm. And definitely, I think they're looking forward to halftime to maybe make some adjustments. Yeah, and I think, you know, credit Farragut's is defense. Farragut's defense. Uh, as they've came with a really good game plan. They get they get upfield on, on the running game and, and are able to gobble up a lot of a lot of yardage that normally Parker's already gotten by the time the, uh, the defense knows what's hit them. But uh, I think you look at it early on, 118 yards, for Maryville in this in this game so far, 80 for Farragut. So offensively, Farragut hasn't had that much success, um, but defensively, they've kind of thwarted a lot of Maryville's advances. So uh, again, a battle of, of Rebels and uh, Admirals. So yeah. uh, a little bit of a, a tussle here. But uh, Jude, what what do you think? You, I, I think do you take your shots now, or do you do you look to keep status quo and do what you do? I think you definitely take some shots. I think you uh, I think you'd be remiss if you didn't take a shot to the end zone at least once down here. Uh, with two plays left, uh, I really think you got to go for uh, for maybe DJ or Markel or Daigle. So they flip the trips, bring it down close side to the left side of the formation. Parker McGill still in the back, and Daigle out there to the top side. Do they give him room to cut wide and, and throw it up to him? I think with the length of Markel, you got to go that way. Carson gets it. Looks like there's going to be a – is that a free play? What What is the – There's definitely a false start on some – Elite motion on someone. It's just going to be who they're going to call it on. They're going to call false start on Maribel. Wow. 
Well, I think that was the right call, honestly. I yeah. saw the false start, and it just never came out. So Yeah, it, it was kind of delayed. They they really waited a, 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 quite a while on that. That's really going to hurt Maribel. Well, that's, uh, well I, think, I think it even more puts you in that spot where you got to chuck it. I oh, think you've got to sure. do it. You've got to take some shots here in a second. But this thing backs up. It's going to be set up to about the 22-yard line. That's going to bring up second and 17. Uh, ball on the 22-yard line, 11.9 ticks to go. Maryville leads 7-3, to three. and again, key point, the Admirals get the football in the second half, so Maryville love to gaff this point just a little bit more. Yeah, and they're just having a little bit of trouble with the play clock here tonight. Okay, uh, maybe 15 and a half seconds to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you got Daigle maybe on one-on-one just depending where that safety goes, uh, and you maybe got Markel one-on-one depending, again, where that safety goes, and I uh, – I think you can hit Daigle on a fade route or something like that or send DJ over the over the middle or just, just something. Something's got to happen here for Maryville. Shotgun play. They're going to move Jackson Phillips left to right across the formation. Carson gets the snap, and he's going to look off the defender, look to chuck it up high long, and it's going to be incomplete. Wow. Are they going to call push-off pass interference on, on Farragut? Yeah, I think that Farragut kind of ran in front of Daigle when Daigle tried to cut back to the ball and just was unable to do so because that Farragut defender was in his way. I tell you, that second chance points, like if, if that's a thing yeah. uh, in football, uh, Daigle is making the most of it. Yeah, that's always like in uh... – oh, they're going to call that on Daigle. What? Hmm. The ball, yeah, as the coaches were saying next to us, the ball was in the air. Yeah. Come on. Oh, no, 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 no. They're marking it towards Farragut. Okay. They pointed the wrong way. Yeah. About, they about had a whole host of Rebels on them. Yeah. As this homestand was not interested in that call. Mm-hmm. And is that going to be an automatic first down, or is that going to bring back up second? It should be automatic. Should be automatic. Ball sits at the 11-yard line. Uh, again, still inside the common-sense pest control red zone. Maryville still leads 7-3, to 10.4 ticks to go here in, in the football game. Yeah, this is – I think you got maybe two, two, maybe three plays. But uh, Parker checks out. Parker checks out so of the game. got to go through the air here. Then. Yeah, I think Carson, Carson has one big key point. Chris says, don't take a sack. Absolutely. Like, Trips to the right. I think they're going to chuck it to this right side. Yep, looking to look off the safety. Deliver it in the flat. Markel goes up, catches it. Big Touchdown, Rebels. What a play by Markel. Just went up there. Him and number one both high-pointed the ball. Markel just said, I'll take that. Oh, wow. What, what a play. What a time to do that. And, and Carson, with a little shoulder shrug, looked off the defender and just delivered a good ball across the middle. Markel used the length. Touchdown, Rebels. New ball game, 13-3. to The new scoreboard, the Denzo scoreboard, has just changed. Yeah, just what a, what a throw, what a catch there by, uh, by both players. And uh, the refs have signaled something here as they're uh, – well, they've been active. We'll, we'll give them that. They've been active tonight. What's going on? Look at there's a guy in a white and uh, an orange polo, and he's going to be escorted out. Well, that's less than ideal. He's going to say, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got two. Uh, yeah, got I two think officers, the coach has a way to get him off the field. But nonetheless, uh, the security's going to take him off to the off the field, or, or they're going to continue to talk about it. I think Corbin Price says, "Let me kick this football, and then y'all can keep talking." Hmm. 
It's not our boy Troy, is it? I don't think he's here tonight. Though. No, no. I'm pretty sure Troy wears shorts year-round. That's <laughs> not Troy. He's coming back over, baby. <laughs> hey, he might have been. He might have showed them creds. He might have got his credentials out. Yeah, I guess yeah. Corbin's gonna gonna get the kick away. Nonetheless, the kick is good. So the Denzo scoreboard changes one more time. Your new score with 5.6 ticks to go in the second quarter. Your Red Rebels 14, the visiting Farragut Admirals 3. As Chris writes down a little bit of a note here, they're going to go to the sidelines. I think this is the kick away, get to the half. So we'll just stay right here with them. But, guys, what about this half? Yeah, just a crazy half. And, uh, to, and to end it with a little ejection here as a, a media member, he's had three three cops uh, See, out of here having now? to take him out. And he's still keeping his ground. He's standing over there by the fence. And uh, this is quite the spectacle here to end the second half. Well, somehow he's taking videos and pics of the ref. So... That's probably not ideal. Uh, so they're going to get him on out of here. Looks like Coulter's over there in the old bucket hat's going to go over and talk to him, maybe. Get but, yeah, he was just right in his face. Like, uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know what was going on there. I don't know if he was talking to the ref or what, but he was just right up in his face. He's trying to get those Insta hits up. It was something. with an iPhone, too. It wasn't like with a Jeff Weaver special camera or something like that, you know? Oh, it, it was definitely Android. I could see it from here. It was a droid. Chris, Chris gives me the dirty eyes. <laughs> he's, he's a droid. He's a droid guy. But he, he is saving the day here with his phone on uh, on Rebel Radio, so I'll give him that. And but as uh, as Corbin Price looks to kick this one on that, no, it's uh, it's Trenum again. He's going to kick this thing away. It is going to be a coffin kick and going to land about the 28. And Farragut's going to look to get upfield. He's going to get about to the 36. And he's going to be drove out of bounds by a host of Red Rebels. Maybe one play uh, here to end the first half. Defense gets out on the field and they're uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna try to just uh, just keep yeah. it in front of them right here. The, the best receivers on Maryville are out there right now. DJ Daigle and Markel. Even got Eli Hames out there which has the he has the Gronk sleeve. Yeah he does. And he's what six two, six three too. He's a, big, he's a kid. big kid, yeah. Big Hopefully kid. he doesn't pull a Gronk when they were when they played Miami that one year. They had him out for the Hail Mary and he got burned. They all you always bring up the best. <laughs> Gronk Gronk's getting old. He's a buck now. He is a buck. Let's see what the the Admirals pull up. He's going to take a, a little two step drop. Look to uncork it. He's going to go long. Daigle's going to look to play receiver, and he was the closest one to it. It falls incomplete. That is the first half of play coming to an end. Your Red Rebels lead. 14 to 3 here at home. It's not come without fireworks. And we'll talk about it on the halftime show, the Whitlock and Company halftime show coming up on the flip side of the break. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Whitlock and Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, 
individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at WhitlockCPA.com. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this at a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Let me start by saying thank you to the listeners of Blunt County's own Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, host of WKVL's early morning show, The Grind, if you like real talk about real sports and you kind of like hearing it from a familiar voice, Give us a try. Catch us live each and every weekday morning, 6 to 7 a.m., and each and every afternoon, 2 to 3 p.m. That's when it hits the radio dial. But if those times just don't work for you, check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. Again, that's thegrindonsports.com. You can listen anytime on your time. Archive shows available 24-7, 365. Thanks again, and I hope you enjoy. But until then, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Welcome inside the Whitlock and Company Halftime Show as myself, Jude Ellison, and Chris Hips get back on the mic to talk a little Rebel football. Guys, uh, a first half that is, uh, has been anything but predictable. Uh, really, uh, the Rebels put a lot out there, but uh, a turnover and just uh, kind of inconsistency in the run game has been, uh, been the difference that has kept this thing tight. But nonetheless, the Rebels 14-3 leaders at the half, and uh, as we bring Chris Hips back into the mix, Chris, off the mic but not off the watch. Uh, what, what have you seen here in the first half? Well, yeah, the uh, offense has just been uh, – they had some good plays, but then they just sputter, and, you know, a couple of miscues here with the false starts and the uh, illegal motions have, you know, really hurt them. But I think grabbing that touchdown right before halftime gave Maryville the momentum going into the uh, locker room. You know, Jude, as, as 
we talked about it. Farragut's going to get the football in the second half. Yep. But uh, how much was it? How how I guess meaningful was it for for the Rebels to score there at half? Oh, that was huge. I think that really uh, distanced himself. I don't think this the Marables played uh, 14 points well, but they've uh, they've managed to scrap out two scores out of this thing. And uh, I think definitely Marable. I think it deserves to be a lot tighter game here. But Marable's just kind of gotten some breaks to go their way and just uh, been able to put 14 points on the board here. Yeah, I, I think they're 11 point better than, than Farragut right now on the scoreboard, and really that's all that matters. But as the uh, the marching Rebel band out here is wearing it out, they're playing big out there on uh, on Jim Renfro Field. We've got the window shut, and we hear a really good band coming through them, so appreciate uh, them coming out and playing on, on the halftime here. But if you look, the scoreboard reads 14 to 3 Maribel over Farragut. But here's inside the numbers 13 first downs for Maribel, about four of those coming by way of Farragut uh, penalties. But nonetheless, we'll take them nonetheless. Farragut, five first downs, uh, rushing yards 22 carries, 68 yards for Maribel, 15 carries, 66 yards for Farragut. I'll, I'll be honest, maybe they're doing it at bigger chunks, but uh, I would I would have suspected they had more yardage uh, than that. 61 passing yards for the Rebels, 14 for Farragut. That's not accurate. DJ, if you count those, those are about 30, 30 right there. But uh, if you look at it, total offense, 36 plays, 129 for Maryville, 19 plays, 80 yards uh, for the Farragut Admirals. Uh, looking at individual stats, Parker McGill, 10 carries, 49 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Carson Jones, 5 carries, 24 yards. Again, 24 big yards really broke some nice plays there. Uh, Nick Daigle, 4 for 18. And then uh, for Farragut, you have Dion Williams, 5 for 31. Schumann Zai, 6 for 24. Matt White, 2 carries for 7 yards. And Dawson Moore, 2 for 4. Chris, bringing you back in, what what is – what has really been the, the dynamic that's, that's got Farragut some, some opportunity to break through on the run game? Well, yeah, they're doing a great job on uh, back cutting. I mean, Maribel's in a good pursuit. Uh, they're doing great at covering the edge, but the back pursuit's not been there, and it's given up, you know, eight, nine-yard chunks. And, you know, luckily for Maribel, they've been able to bend and break, not break, you know, and the two interceptions, I think, helped stop drives. And then also, you know, that big sack by uh, Zach Braden in the backfield made it hurt the drive that got him down in the field goal range. Yeah, I think I think the two interceptions by DJ Burke really made uh, made Dawson really really kind of question his throwing ability. Not that he was throwing a bad ball, but that hey, number one out there knows to snag those things down, or at least when one gets tipped up, he knows how to come down with it. So I, I think that's going to be key in the second half is continuing to play that tight defense on the back end and and really just uh just make Dawson Moore be perfect. Be honest. Yeah, just uh. Maryville's just got to shorten some things up and really uh, really get more concise with their playmaking and uh, just a really sloppy this first half. And uh, I look for them to make a lot of adjustments during coming out of the half. Yeah, and as we talk about receiving, D.J. Burke's the leading receiver for the Rebels, four for 32. Markel Fortenberry, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Parker McGill, two catches, 13 yards, and Nick Daigle, one for three. Nick Daigle's got a lot of targets tonight. He's just been gobbled up uh, by a lot of really tight defense and and uh, shown in a couple of these penalties, uh, maybe a little too tight. Yeah, just got to got to got to loosen up just a tad bit there if you're uh, if you're Farragut, and uh, just a lot of lot of mistakes on both sides, both teams really. Yeah, and and Chris bringing you back in here, uh, talking about that cut play with Markell across the middle. That that's kind of you you said DJ, but that that was the play you kind of was drawing up, right? Yeah, I mean you could tell the uh, strong safety, especially he's been. Uh, going to the corner call and he's wanting to go out there and cover over the top and 
I mean, with the linebackers jumping up on Parker McGill, that middle of the line, the middle of the field's open. Um, I think we've attacked it a couple of times with DJ Burks. Um, I think we had a missed opportunity earlier with Justin Phillips. I mean, it's it's there for the taking. If Maryville wants to keep going with them little slant plays, I think ten yards each time. You know, wear down and then give it back to Parker McGill for you know to finish it off. Yeah, and you know what I think? I think I think this is a, a good first half of really understanding and putting a lot on, on display for Farragut to have to react to. In the second half, you can really key on what worked and kind of stay away from what didn't. But I think I think you bring up a really good point. Jackson Phillips last week when things kind of got a little hairy, uh, he was in there to, to kind of sneak behind some defenders and get a big catch for a touchdown. And I'll, I'll be excited to see if that kind of takes hold here in the second half. But with 12.25 to go here in the halftime display, Maribel's band is still out there just wailing on it and doing a great job. So we'll let them continue to do that, and we'll listen to some of these fine sponsors. But you're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. In Blount County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blount County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. 
Paid for by Jerome Moonford State House, Steve West Treasurer. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com slash production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. Welcome back into the Whitlock and Company Halftime Show where you're listening on Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM and streaming at WGAPradio.com. Again, want to take the time. Again, thanks to Whitlock and Company uh, PC for for their halftime sponsorship and their sponsorship of Rebel Radio all in general as they've done a great job in basketball season last year and then again here in football season 2020, a year that's been stricken uh, with a lot of uh, obstacles. Uh, they've jumped on board and, and supported uh, local, and I appreciate them for that. And I'm sure Chris and Jude would echo those comments. Uh, but a lot of great sponsors that get Rebel Radio off the off the wagon. Twin City Certified here in Maryville. Uh, they are the Game of the Week sponsor. Stevenson Tire, West Chevrolet, the right spot in Alcoa. They they fed us here pregame. A uh, little BLT action, fish sandwich. I think Jude went BLT. And I went fish sandwich. I don't think either one of us were uh, were not impressed. Uh, we we enjoy the the fries, the onion rings, the coleslaw. I mean, it's a one stop shop. If you go to the right spot, and you don't like your food. It's kind of your it's kind of your fault at that point, I think. But uh, it's a it's a really good uh, good outing. If you've not been there, it's on Wright Road, right across from First Baptist Alcoa. And, uh, and it's, a, it's great local people uh, making good food there for our community. So check out the right spot. Uh, they've got varying hours. They're on Facebook. Check them out. And uh, uh, Sarah and James uh, do a great job of, of promoting and getting this stuff out there. And, again, we appreciate them uh, for their radio support. Volunteer Home Mortgage, Lee Franks. Check him out for your home mortgage needs. Bob Ramsey for State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey, Treasurer. Dwight Price of Realty Executives, bringing your first downs. Denzo is your scoreboard sponsor. El Himidor gives you timeouts. Common Sense Pest Control is the red zone sponsor. A couple times the Rebels have struck through uh, that, that zone tonight. Everting Orthodontics gets you touchdowns. And the Grind WKBL's Morning Show is your player of the game sponsor. So, again, great sponsors for Rebel Radio. But, guys, here, here with six minutes to go in the halftime show, uh, really look at the second half. Farragut gets the football first. I think that's that's huge for them because I think they, they want to really uh, probably come back out here and kind of answer that uh, that long drive. It was another 80-yard drive for the Rebels. And, and again, aided by about two uh, defensive pass interference or defensive holding or what have you, a penalty three on that second. So that's six total uh, penalties. Let me see if I can catch that on Ken's stats. Yeah, they have five penalties 
uh, for 69 yards. Uh, yeah, they have, they have nearly uh, had a touchdown run themselves. So uh, in, in the second half, do you see much of the same? Do you, and do you think they're targeting Daigle because they know 17's a little handsy on the defense? I, I, I'm not sure. What do you guys think? I bet so. With this Maribel coaching staff, they'll exploit any weakness on your team. And I bet they've seen in film that that number 17 is a little bit handy. They probably tipped off the refs going into the game as well. And uh, they've got that call every night or every time they've thrown to Daigle. And, uh, you know, Daigle hasn't really been working, and we've seen they've, they'll, the coaches will cut people off if they're not making plays. So uh, I think they've seen that with Daigle, and I think they're really trying to exploit that. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of opportunities, Chris, uh, with Daigle. I mean, he continues to run crisp routes. I, I think it's just the weather a little bit, and then, quite frankly, a defender that's all over him. Uh, the reason he hasn't necessarily been able to connect on a lot of those calls, but uh, the, I think Markell in sparing use has been pretty dynamic himself. Yeah, we can't uh, give him praise enough for that catch. I mean, like I think you pointed out during the game of it, that ball was perfectly thrown between him and the defensive back, and he just wanted it more. Went up and grabbed it, by, uh, grabbed it at the apex, and I mean, I think it was the perfect momentum shift for Maribel, especially going right into halftime. Well, he's a physical mismatch. I mean, across any field, I've yet to see him line up across from the next guy that says, you know what, this guy lines up really good with Markel. It's it's physically an advantage for him anytime he sees a defender, and, and I think he uses that that torso, that mid body, to really kind of separate, and then use those long arms to get the football out so that they don't have an opportunity to knock that thing away. And I, I'm also glad to see Maribel went back to that play because I think it was just, was it last week or the week before at Alcoa, he had that same play, and I think he dropped a wide-open pass that could have easily been a touchdown. So, you know, that's a great great uh, opportunity for him that the coaching staff shows uh, support to go back to that play and also a great uh, momentum boost for him and confidence boost for him to get that play in. Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about a little bit of slow starts the last couple of weeks for the Rebels, uh, but nonetheless, they continue to go to the half up in on the score column. I think that's that's tremendous defense, that's tremendous poise, and after the half, they usually have tremendous adjustments. So uh, let's hope that for tonight as well. Uh, let's run through some scores of the area as the teams hit the field again. Farragut just entering uh, the field of play. Their specialists have been out for a few minutes, uh, but currently McMinn County's up on Bearden, 21 to nothing at the half. Elizabethan over Cherokee, 42 to nothing at the half. Uh, Claiborne County over Hancock, 34 to nothing. Uh, Sullivan Central, zero. Davy Crockett, 27. That's a halftime score. Uh, no score from the Daniel Boone Dobbins Bennett score. Looks like that game was canceled. Not sure if that's a COVID uh, situation. What the 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 issue is there? Anderson County's all over the Jefferson County Patriots, 34 to seven. The Mavericks are. Uh, it's like they're playing at home in Jefferson County. Uh, Morristown West, 14-7 lead over Morristown East. That's the city championship there in Hamlin County. Uh, Knox Catholic Science Hill, that game was canceled as well. Must be a Johnson City postponement. Uh, Chucky Doak, 7. South Green, 21. So uh, the, the Rebels of South Green rolling. As they are now 5-0, and looking to get to 6-0. and Pigeon Forge, 14. Sullivan North, 0. That's an 0-5 Sullivan North team, so I'd like to see Pigeon Forge get that victory. Greenville, 21-14. to 14. Leaders over Tennessee High. Uh, scroll on down. Alcoa at the half, 49. Tyner Academy, 7. So, again, they allow a point. Uh, that's that's different. It is big. We'll see. if I wonder if that was an offensive score or what that was. So, we might have to do a little, little recon there. Uh, a COVID win for Lenore City over Greenback. Uh, that's that's breaking. This morning, that was not the uh, the case for that, that matchup. Heritage at the half, leading Seymour, 7 to nothing. Go Mounties. Uh, Farragut, and again, Maryville here, 14-3. to That's the score there. 
Uh, Ooda Watch, 21 to nothing over Saudi Daisy. Uh, that's a future Maryville opponent in, in a few weeks. Uh, William Blunt, 23 to six over Sevier County. Uh, I, you know, I, uh, I'm hoping that I continue to get this one wrong. I picked Sevier County in this matchup uh, just because of the weather. It looks like uh, William Blunt, Joe Matosin. Uh, has went to uh, Sevier County to, to get that dub and bring it back. So 23-6 to six is the halftime score. Uh, looking across the way, Oak Ridge 10 to nothing over Clinton at the half. That's kind of closer than I expected it to be. Uh, trying to get down here, Loudon 27 to nothing over Polk County at the half. Uh, scrolling on down here, I'm trying to get to the Oakland score. I know I know a lot of people are interested in, in how that team progresses through the season. Uh, where did it go? Ken had it up just shortly ago. I can't find it. Well, you know what? It don't matter right here, right now. But uh, we'll continue to dig as there's about 30 seconds to go here in the halftime clock. Let's take our last break here in the halftime show, the Whitlock and Company PC halftime show. But when we come back, second half action right here on Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. And welcome back to Maryville High School's Skeeter Shield Stadium. Jim Renfro Field, where the Maryville Rebels have rolled out for the second half of play, warmed up, and are now having those last-minute talk before they hit the field again. Again, Farragut will take the, the second-half kick, and uh, with Jude Ellison, man, it's, uh, it's second half. 14 to 3 is your scoreboard, and, uh, and man, it's, uh, it's hoping to be another successful second half for the Rebels, but uh, uh, we'll see how those adjustments shape up here in the second. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Maryville's just really good at making second-half adjustments. We've seen that against Alcoa. We've seen that against Bearden. Let's see if they can replicate that again tonight against uh, a very formidable Farragut team. I think they're definitely outperforming what anyone thought tonight Farragut is. 
Just a, just a little note, Coach Hunt stayed with Carson Jones basically the entire warm-ups, the entire little discussion there, and then as they run to the sideline, he's finishing that up. He's, he's developing a quarterback right here on Jim Renfro Field in a battle of 6A mat- opponents uh, that, that he's got he's got to perform with. So uh, I think that's his position that he coaches, and then he, he sees a lot of promise in number five down there. He's warming up uh, there with Dunsford. And, uh, and just trying to get, get warm as, as the rain has looked to stop, but it's wet atmosphere. But I think that throw game, speaking of him warming up throwing, I think that's definitely got to be a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I think you definitely want to hit Markel or just keep going back to the well, give Daigle some more uh, pass interference calls, you know what I mean? Uh, I think they're definitely going to look to air the ball out both sides, too. It looks like uh, Farragut's got a real gunslinger over there. Well, he's got a real gunslinger, but I'll tell you, D.J. Burks has more completions than their leading receiver. Yep. Their leading receiver, one catch, for 14 yards. That's Alex Taylor, a nice receiver. Uh, just uh, the def- defense, the defense, as I said, uh, for, for Maryville has just been very active uh, in, in kind of getting that getting that under wraps. But as the clock goes under 10 seconds till the start of the second half, uh, the Rebels special teams is down here, uh, looks like with Co- Coach White, and then uh, Farragut out there to get the, the, uh, the receiving unit out on the field. I think it's just one of those uh, with this with this team, the speed that they've got. I think you kick this thing through the end zone setup on the twenty yard line. Yeah, for sure. I think you uh, you don't want to give uh, Farragut any any opportunity here. If they've got a lot of speedsters out there that could take this ball deep. Yeah, I, I would think it's much of the same here. Uh, it's either a, it's a kick through the back of the Maryville end zone, or it's a it's a coffin kick to try to get the the the, the coverage over there uh, to kind of slow them down. Let's see, number 94, that's Charles Trenum. Charles Trenum, the kicker, 5'11", 185-pound junior. He's going to stand at his own 31 and run to the 40, kick this one away. Second half action underway here from Jim Renfro, and it is going to be, it is going to land in the end zone. They're going to let him come out of it. The 17, number 17 is going to run across the 20-yard line up to the 22. Well, there's a little chippy going on there. I don't know what happened there. He shouldn't have been able to run it out, Jude. In, in the end zone, that's supposed to be dead. Uh, but nonetheless, his momentum carries him in the end zone. He carries it out. The ball's at the 23, but laundry on the field. Let's see where this goes. It was chippy after the, the, yeah. the run back. I just don't know who they're going to charge with this infraction. And I just don't know why they let him come out, like you said. I mean, the ball was in the was in the end zone, and uh, he shouldn't be able to bring that ball out, but I guess they're going to say maybe he caught it before the, the plane or something. I don't well, know. I think they're going to say his momentum carried him into the end zone. But that should I, I don't think that matters. I think that's still so much as the ball crosses the plane, it should stop play. Personal foul on the Rebels. They're going to let him play through, and he's going to get the return and the yardage for the penalty. The ball's going to set up on the Farragut 38-yard line. It's going to set up first and 10 Admirals. Again, that's a makeup call? Uh, possibly. Two two receivers to the left, two to the right. Got Williams in the backfield. He's going to make a check. Dawson Moore, uh, the gunslingers we're calling him, making a check at the line of scrimmage. He's going to get the high snap, give it to Williams. He's going to go right side. Thought he was going to get gobbled up, but he gets through nonetheless. Gets across the 45, down to the 46-yard line. It's going to be a pickup of eight on first down. Again, the Admirals chuck away mm-hmm. on first down. And Williams kind of bobbled the ball just a tad bit off the snap and was uh, able just to grab the ball, uh, kind of juggling it, and is able to bring it down and uh, keep piling there to bring up a uh, second down and two here. It was not a clean transition from, from Moore to, to Williams, 
But they're going to go at it nonetheless. They're going to give it to him again. He goes right in that same hole, and he's going to push ahead, get across midfield, and the pile keeps pushing. Helmets off, play keeps going, and he is going to push ahead forward. There's going to be a flag get? on the play. I'm not sure what they're going to call it on. It looks like uh, Mr. Zach Braden loses his helmet, and uh, he's going to have to check out for one play. Uh, he didn't stop playing, though. A lot of those guys just getting in there to try to team tackle Mr. Williams. And uh, that's going to be a first down Admirals, but I think uh, I think Mr. Williams knows all the numbers on the Rebel defense now. Yeah, and just uh, they've really been able to run the ball very successfully with Williams here, and uh, let's see if they can do it again. As it's going to be trips left, one receiver to the right. Williams gets it again. He's going to go left side this time. He's going to keep the legs churning, but the, the result is different. He's going to get two yards and then stoved up, stopped uh, for a gain of two on first down. They'll bring up second and eight. 10.33 to go here in the third quarter. Admirals with their first possession of the second half. And that was Brock Garner really laid a big hit on the, on the running back there, number nine. He's going to check out here as they're going to bring in another running back, number eight, here on second down. Yeah, number eight for, for Farragut, that's Eli Purcell. He's a big kid and, and, and honestly surprised that we're just now seeing him get in the game. He's going to get it changed, field, go left. He's going to have a lot of green to go, one man to beat, D.J. Burks, and he does not do it. Uh, Eli Purcell gets run down, but not before he gets a fair good Admirals first down. Yeah, he uh, he just realized, credit him, nothing was going to work up the middle. I think that was probably where the play was designed. He just kind of put the foot in the ground and just kicked it out to the left side of the field and was able to pick up a big first down there for Farragut. I mean, from here, Jude, number eight, he's 6'2", 230, and he changed directions quick. Yeah, And even off, I think, another a little bit of a mismanaged snap as well. Looks like they're going to bring the heat here. They're going to get it to Purcell one more time. He's going to go off right side, and he is going to pick up about three yards on the play. Hey, there is a oh, excuse me. There is a flag on the play <laughs> as well. Laundry has been a uh, you know the water's out. Maybe with the rain, they think the laundry is going to be the the mm-hmm. way to go. Nine thirty nine to go here in the third we'll quarter. Start on Farragut. False start on the offense. That's a helper for the for the Rebel defense as it's going to back up this team. It, it was going to be a pickup of three, but it looks like it's going to be a loss of five. First and 15 upcoming. Uh, ball will be sitting on the 40, 40-yard line going left to right here at Jim Renfro. A little backed up in their uh, in, in Rebel territory. Uh, but let's see. They've, they've done a lot of work here on the ground. And I think they're going to continue to do that. Number eight, Eli Purcell in the game. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. And they're just going to fake to Purcell, deliver over in the flat. Number 17, in and out of his hands. And who was really close? Eli Hames to mm-hmm. intercepting that one. Man, just a gunslinger is what he came into the game at, but uh, just a little off timing. Yeah, he's just not been able to connect with any of his receivers. Uh, hardly at all tonight. And uh, Maribel's defensive backs have just really, really been able to take over this game here of late. Chris says he, he may be hearing footsteps of those Rebel defenders as they get in the backfield and get after him. Second and 16 on the football or on the scoreboard. Ball on the 40-yard line, 9.29 to go. Purcell's going to change field again. Going left, gets back right, and Purcell. Oh, ball. ball is on the ground. It popped out long, and Rebels think they have it. I didn't see who knocked it out, but Thomas Fry is signaling that we got it, and I believe one of the defensive uh, linemen grabbed that ball. That's and the Rebels have the football. Who? Between number three, Zach Braden. It got punched out seven yards ahead, and it came all the way back to the 32, 33-yard line. 
and a big time recovery for the Rebel defense. That's three big turnovers for the Rebel defense. Yeah, you just can't do that if you're uh, if you're Farragut if you're wanting to stay in this game and just a costly error again for Farragut as uh, as Maryville's really 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 capitalized in the past on these errors. Let's see if they can do it again. Look who's out on the field for the Rebels, number nine, Eli Hames. That's a that's a big left side of that formation as you got Hames and Markel Fortenberry to one side, Daigle up top, Parker McGill in the backfield with Carson Jones. Carson Jones there on his own 33, going to take the snap, going to get it to Parker McGill. He's got a lot of room to run. Gets across the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Nobody in front of him. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Rebels. Parker McGill. There we go. Maribel's just cracked this game wide open up 21-3 now and uh, or pending the PAT. Yeah. And just what a run by Mr. McGill. That was just such a great piece of running. 66-yard scamper if a guy his size can scamper. But that's a huge run for Parker McGill and a huge score for the Red Rebels. 20-3, your new score. The Denzo scoreboard just changed. And as we get another sponsor in, he scorched through the common sense pest control red zone. Corbin Price to tee this one away. Looking for a PAT. Uh, trying to get this one 91. He's going to tee it on the 10. The kick is up. The kick is good. The Denzo scoreboard changes one more time as your score reads. 21 for the homestanding Rebels. 3 for the visiting Farragut Admirals. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Indeed, I don't know if we're talking about Parker McGill or the turf he run over. 66 yards in 11 seconds is all it took the Rebel running back to finish one off. One play, 66 yards, 11-second time of possession. Uh, they may not win that category tonight, but they're winning every other one at the moment. 9-11 is what's left here in the third quarter of play. The Rebels have scored first here in the second half, and they look to kick it away to Farragut uh, for their second possession of the second half. Again, Charles Trenum to kick it away. The kick is away and long, and it will be fielded at the one-yard line, and he will come out. He'll get across the 10, go left side, try to cut back to the middle and meet a host of Rebels to drop him at about the 17, 18-yard line. Great job by the Rebels of keeping him before the 20-yard line and just uh, really done just a phenomenal job on special teams this whole game. I think that's a heck of a kick to get that thing to drop right on the one-yard line and really just allow your defenders to kind of collapse there. So I like what he was able to do there. Parker McGill now 11 carries, 115 yards, two touchdowns on the night. Uh, that's a big rip right there. Jason Ward just chimes in, says, that a boy Parker McGill? Absolutely. Yeah. Big-time listener for Rebel Radio. Appreciate it, Jason. As the quarterback for Farragut's going to fake it to Deion Williams, and he's going to try to deliver in the flat, and Fry Daddy says not Fry so Daddy. fast. Pass intended for number seven, Max DeVault. Awesome name. But uh, nonetheless, Fry Daddy says, uh, you know, we'll talk about me 
<laughs> not Mr. DeVault. Yeah, and Fry Daddy and and Reed are both have really been one on one all night, and that's just really uh, allowed this Maryland defense to put two men more men in the box and uh, kind of stop up this this running game a lot. Yeah, I, I think that we've really been running seven men box pretty much the whole night. Uh, trying to really kind of collapse on this. Deion Williams is going to stay in the backfield for the Admirals. They're actually going to give it to him. He's going to try to get wide. Can he do it? Answer, no. He gets dropped on the 20-yard line after just a short pickup. Going to be a pickup of about two and a half. They'll give him three. They'll bring up third and seven. 8.46 to go here in the third quarter. Ball on the 21-yard line. Uh, <laughs> Maryville leads 21-3. to three. I think if uh, Maryville can get a stop here and get the ball back, I think that just about – Takes the air out of the uh, the Admiral sails here. So I think I... He, <laughs> you've been waiting on that one, haven't you? <laughs> one more score, and I think yeah, I think the fleet uh, the flag comes down and they go the other way. <laughs> the white flag might come Dawson up. Dawson Moore is going to look to throw. No, he has to take off and run, and he doesn't get much on it. He's going to get about a yard on the keeper, the forced keeper, and it's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, just uh, great defensive stop by Maryville. They're going to get the ball back here and. Uh, Definitely the wind has been taken out of the sails of the Admiral team with this tenacious defense from Maryville. And tenacious is a great word to use for them. You know, it's, they're not, you're not going to look at the history of Maryville defenses and say yeah. this is the biggest. You're not going to say this is the tallest. Yeah. But I don't know that you won't say this is one of the toughest because they just get after it. Travis Reed or Thomas Fry on an island, as you say, but they just bring the wood every week, mm-hmm. and they're going to force an Admiral kick. I'm trying to see who that kicker is. Is it eight? What's his number? Going to be 93. Daigle's going to take it off the bounce. Yeah, Brady Hodges, and then here goes uh, Daigle's going to try to get upfield. He gets back to the 45, gets to his own 45, and that's where the Rebels will set up shop with their second uh, second possession of the second half, uh, and it will be it will be their 12th second of of offense in the second half. Their last possession, one play, 11 yards. Yeah, just uh, Maribel's really looking for another big play here. I think I think we we definitely agree that one another score here for Maribel really I think puts this game out of reach. Uh, I think so. Carson Jones is going to keep uh, the usual suspects. You can see Parker McGill in the back, or is that Noah Vaughn in the back? Though? I believe that's Parker. No, it's yeah. Parker. It's Parker. Noah hasn't had a lot of playing time tonight. Uh, not not seen many snaps. Two receivers to the right, two to the left. Parker McGill to his left hip pocket. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to give it out in the flat. To looks like. Yeah, Eli Hames, number nine, and he's going to get across midfield, get to the 47 of Farragut, and that's going to be a nice pickup there. That's going to be a pickup of eight on first down. Yeah, just a great play. Uh, Eli Hames hasn't got a lot of receptions this year, but uh, great to use him, and uh, he's really getting a lot of snaps tonight. I'll tell you, when you when you gash a team like that in the run game, it's going to open the screen game up, and, and they, the Rebels just use that to their advantage. Eli Hames, Markel Fortenberry down here close to us on the close on the, the home side hash. And then up top you've got looks like Jackson Phillips and Nick Daigle. Jackson Phillips is going to move right to left across the formation. A little stop pass. They're going to get it to Eli Hames again. He's going to body up, try to get ahead forward. And he gets dropped for for looks like about a pickup of a yard on second down. It's going to bring third and one. Yeah, and just a big Big third down here for Farragut. I think if they can get a stop and get the ball back, they're still in the game. But uh, Maryville's going to bring in. It looks like the big dogs here is Keyshawn Harper and Lou Birchfield and Hagen Webb going to come in here to block for. It uh, looks like Parker's going to take this ball wildcat. That's a big lineup. That is. I'm telling you, 27 is like my favorite number in sports. But mm-hmm. Keyshawn Harper, 
He just looks good in the uniform. Keyshawn like does, he's yeah. just a big dude. But Jackson or Carson. Delete, delete. Parker <laughs> McGill's going to get in the Wildcat. He's, He's got, got a lot of room. 40, 30. Got to got one minute. 20, 15, 10, 5. <laughs> Touchdown, Parker McGill. I believe that the torpedo has just sunk the uh, <laughs> sunk the fleet here. Oh, Lord. You can call this any natural disaster you want. Parker <laughs> McGill's ripping them to pieces. Yep. And that uh, is a great play there for Maribel. USS Maine has sunk, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maryville's last scoring drive, three plays, 55 yards. Whew. McGill has just taken over this and game. No. He yeah. is saying, you remember me from last year? I put 300 yards on you. Let me, let me put on some more touchdowns here. Well, I, I tell you, they're going to they're gonna name a street after him in, in, in West Knoxville, <laughs> let alone here in Maryville. As, as Corbin Price gets one away. Missed it. Missed it. it is Wide no left, good. yeah. Just kicked it off to the left just a tad bit. It is no good. The Denzo scoreboard has changed, however. Your new score was six and a half minutes to go in the third. Your Red Rebels 27, the visiting Admirals 3. We'll be back in just a minute. You don't want to miss this. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621 and get more for your crossover. And welcome back to Maryville High School as it's been all Rebels here in the third. Well, all Parker McGill as he's run all over the Admirals as the Rebels kick it away to the Admirals. They take it inside the 10 and they rush ahead forward to about the 21-yard line. Yeah, and uh, Admirals will take up here with uh, 6.25 left in the third and uh, just a lot of uh, really looking at their sidelines, looking at their their fans. They're just looking very deflated. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. The energy is really zapped out of them, yeah. Yeah, Farragut. Well, they're, they're just they, – they've done a lot of good things. I mean, I want to give some credit to, to the, the Farragut team as far as defensively they've been able to bottle Parker up for a little while in the first half, and then he's ripped apart here in the second. But then really – Offensively, they've had a nice plan running the football. They've just been unable to throw it. But as 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 the quarterback gets it for Farragut, he's going to get it to Mister Number Twenty. It's going to be White for for Farragut, and he's going to go around left end, and he's going to pick up about four yards on the play. It's going to bring up second and six. Yeah, I just uh, just need maybe one or two more blocks, and you got a really, really uh, a lot of yardage out of that run. But Maribel was just able to wrap him up. Looks like he's coming up a little ginger after that tackle, so we'll see if they continue to use him. As Dawson Moore is going to get it, he's going to hand it straight away forward. Ho! Wow! Jason Manneker on a great play there. Well, it was it you or me, and Manneker said it's going to be me. Yeah. And he ripped him backwards. I don't think he picked up half a yard. Mm-mm. And no. he was full head of steam just there. Just what a play by, by Jason. I mean, yeah, he was – he was really moving along there fast, and Jason just wrapped him up and brought him to the ground for, uh, for I don't know, might have been a loss. I'm not really sure. I don't know. 
Wow. It was not many for sure, and just what a play by Jason. He's really been very good two games here lately. Uh, the only word I can use is violent. As Dawson Moore looks to unload it, he gets it over in the flat, and it's going to be, I think, to number seven, mm-hmm. Max DeVault, and he is going to be quickly hit by a Rebel and dropped, but it's not going to be before he gets yeah. the first down. So it'll be first down Admirals. They move the sticks. Yeah, he was hit by the fry daddy there. Just a great tackle uh, by T. Fry in, uh, in open in open field. Looks like they're going to change the, the play a little bit. They don't huddle very much. They usually use a lot of the same formation. Yeah. Um, but they're going to keep a lot of the similar things. Uh, actually, it looks like they're going to run Wildcat with White. They're going to have Deion Williams in the backfield with him. Yeah, White's going to go left side. And who's wow. there to get him? Oh, wow. Zach Brayton. What a play. He just had number 51 holding him off with one arm and grabbed the quarterback with the other. Just what a play by Braden. Well, they must be talking too loud because Braden heard the play. He, he yeah. was in there. Just that's, that's twice tonight he's just blown up plays and just really been in the backfield before Farragut could even react. Crazy, crazy. Great play. Great play. We're going to see what happens. Looks like they're going to stay, they're going to stay hot with White, and he's going to run Wildcat again. He's going to spin left. Get up to the second level and get up to about the 36-yard line, and it is going to be it's going to be third, third and about six. Yeah, yeah, it's looking like third and six here. Let's see if the Maryville defense can make another another good play. Zach Braden's going to be run off. Looks like he just needs a little drink or something. As Coach Upton's giving him some instruction. Two plays. Coach Upton was recognizing the Coach Derek Hunt show. Great, great assistant coach here for Maryville High School. But as Dawson Moore checks back into the game, two Wildcat plays netted four yards of offense. Dawson Moore looks to come in on third down, one you got to have, and uh, see if he can answer. Dawson Moore takes the, the shotgun snap, three-step drop, looks to deliver. In the flat, it's there. The reception is made at the 46-yard line, and it's going to be enough for an Admiral first down. Just a, a little bit of cushion uh, from from Thomas Fry and the, the completion made, but Fry Daddy, the Fry only Daddy. man out there, mm-hmm. uh, made a sure-handed tackle on Fry Island over there. He uh, yeah. he made a great tackle to prevent him from really getting uh, a lot more, maybe even six out of it. Max Devault on the catch for the Admirals. He's been the go-to guy uh, in the second half as Williams is going to get around left side, and he is a full head of steam right there as Dion Williams gets a head forward for the Admiral. Big gainer there. He's going to pick up about. Maybe 18 yards. Yeah, just a he's just 16 a, yards. He's just a really good running back that Farragut has over there, and they're they're moving the ball. They're starting to see a little bit of life, and uh, like I said earlier in the drive, they hadn't didn't have much life, but momentum's starting to swing just a tad bit their way as they're looking to uh, to maybe make this score 10 to 27 here. Yeah, I'm seeing bending. I'm not seeing breaking, Jude. I, yeah, I think sure. this is a this is an opportunity for the Maryville defense to bow one more time. As Dawson Moore gets the gets the snap, he's going to give it to Mr. Williams again. He goes right side. There's Lou Birchfield. He's looking to get the ball out. I think they did get the ball out. Yeah, he is yeah. not even close to being on the ground as Lou is just telling them. But uh, the ball definitely came out as Lou was just ripping at that thing. And I don't, th- I don't, I don't know what the, about that call. I think that yeah. should be Maribel ball. Yeah, they've got they've got a quick. That was a quick whistle, and uh, that ball should have been out. Nonetheless, the Admirals are going to keep on trucking. Second nine upcoming after the one-yard game by Williams. And looks like Dawson Moore is still going to be in shotgun. Williams to his left side, two receivers to the left, one to the right. They give it to Williams again. He goes right side. A lot of Rebels coming. There's a hold. Yep. Absolutely. They get the call. 
Number 77, all over uh, the Rebel defender. That's Wilson Ventura, and uh, you can't do that, Ace. Nope. You can definitely not do that, and that's going to mark him back a long ways. Yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to negate any positivity that came out of that play. Second nine's going to turn uh, about second and nineteen. Kinsane was right a foul, but and Lou is kind of marking back. Yeah, they're going to mark it off here. I think. Yep. Let's see. Ball's going to be spotted at the at the Maryville 47-yard line. So it will end up being a 10-yard from the spot. So it, yeah, that brings up a second down and very long for the Admirals. Yeah, they're probably going to look to give the ball, hand the ball off here again. They've had a lot of success with it. Dawson Moore standard set for this Admiral offense tonight. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. And the big boy running back in the backfield, Deion Williams. Moore's going to get it, a little two-step drop. Looks to the right side, delivers in the flat to number five, and he is gobbled up by a lot of Rebel defenders. Pickup of a few of those those penalty yards, but not back to the original line of scrimmage. Going to bring up third and about 15 to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, ball's going to be going to be set on the 43-yard line of Maryville. They set this one up for a big third down for the Admirals. Yeah, Jason Manneker was able to just make a make a great play to tackle him there, and that will bring a third down very long for the Admirals here. In, in a throwing situation, do you, do you bring pressure or do you try to stay back and, and, and try to play the pass game? I think when Maribel brings three, they bring a lot of pressure even. All right, two two is going. He's going to unload it. Who could get Oh, oh nearly. He. <laughs> I think the, the receiver knew DJ had yep. a better position on it, and he turned DB. Or, or DJ Burks might have looked at his third wow. pick of the night. Wow, he had a he had a gun on it, and the and the wide receiver knocked it loose. Just a crazy play there. I thought DJ was going to get his third pick, and uh, just was not able to. And it looks like they're going to stay on the field. I don't know why you wouldn't here. As a minute eighteen left in the third. I, I think you have to. With you see the success that Parker McGill's had, you, you don't give that to him anywhere. If you punt this one away you, you, and it rolls in the end zone, yeah. you net about twenty yards. So yeah, this is no man's land. Got to go. Dawson Moore, three-step drop, looking to uncork it. It's in the flat. He gets it to the receiver, and then D.J. Burks makes him pay for it. Devault was the the intended and the catch-made receiver, and it will be first down Admirals. Uh, A lot of cushion there, but just kept it in front of them. Yeah, and they – they they picked up a big first down there for uh, for Farragut and they're driving looking to put a put a few points on the board but yeah DJ Burks just really made a great tackle there and just really lit him up but uh, he was able to pick up the first down before the tackle came needed 15 got 18 on the play it sets up first down Admirals as we're under a minute here to go in the third quarter your score still 27 to three Maryville as Dawson Moore looks to get it out in the flat that's the Williams that should be a live ball oh. Oh, wow. Somebody got rolled up on yeah, That was there. White, yeah. One of the Coach Whites. Mm-hmm. Coach White's son, I believe. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Lou, Lou laid out for that ball like he's playing basketball or something, trying to throw that ball, the ball hey, back in. That's funny. I'll tell you, that, that should have been uh, – I mean, there was an opportunity there. That one was live, I think. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely a, a backwards pass. 40.9 seconds to go. That's a seven-yard loss on the play. Uh, so they're they're going to have to back it up and start from their from the Rebel 32 going left to right here. 
Uh, going towards Cedar Street, the Admirals looking to, to find the end zone for the first time. Try to cut into this Rebel lead. 40 to 9 second to go here in the third. Oh, that's false start. Yeah, that's false start, and that's a loose ball. I think they're going to call this one dead. I think that's maybe a little excessive contact, but number nine on Farragut that they might whistle for us. There was a late flag thrown by the head judge. Let's see. Maybe multiple flags here on the Admirals. Just a disjointed play here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just really out of sync. Yeah, so it's going to be a false start. This may get them near the century mark for penalty yardage. <laughs> Not a good look if you're Farragut. Is that nine for 99, Ken? Wow. That's with this foul? Okay, so eight for 89 at this point. They got a little ways to go before they get to the century. Mm -hmm. Dawson Moore in the shotgun formation takes the snap, fakes to Williams, delivers over in the flat. Ball Ooh. is up. No, that hit the ground. He kind of tried to scoop it back in to try to get the reception, but uh, Judge had a good look on it. Incomplete. It'll bring up second and 22. 30.7 seconds is what remains here in the third. Scoreboard still reads 27 for your Red Rebels, three for the visiting Admirals. Yeah, just uh, Farragut hasn't had a lot of luck through the passing game. They've had a lot of success running, but in this situation, you really need to throw the ball as it is third down to 22. Well, I'll tell you where they're not throwing it. They're not throwing it over there towards number one. I think DJ has put uh, put the marker out mm -hmm. uh, that he, he, he can play receiver just as well. Yep. Dawson Moore going to take that, that belt high snap. He's going to three-step drop, look to the right side, deliver out in the flat to number 25, in and out of his hands. It was intended for Nick Milstead. Mm-hmm. And I think Reader had a chance to pick it off. He just went for the tackle. And if he would have just sat back and uh, and had that ball come, I think he would have had a pick. Four, and there was going to be a lot of green in front of him should he have gotten that one. Fourth and 22 upcoming. And, and I think the Admirals are all go here from, mm -hmm. from this point. Dawson Moore looks to his sideline to get the play in. A little small huddle here before they break. Uh, the two receivers to the left, one to the right, did not go into the huddle. They sat down with Williams to his right hip pocket. I think the tight end wants to, to kind of share some information. Mm -hmm. Looks back to his quarterback, but Dawson Moore says, no, I got this. And gets that snap. He's going to step back. Here comes a lot of pressure from Ooh. the Rebels. And <laughs> who was there? Was that Eric Townsend? I believe so, yeah. He made a great defensive play. He's normally lining up on the line, and that's going to be a turnover on downs there for the, uh, for the Red Rebels. Great stand by the Rebel defense. Eric Townsend out there just laying out for that one uh, to try to, uh, to deter that Admiral offense that's been, been really really kind of shortened all night. Yeah, you look at this, uh, the Rebels haven't had a, had a ton of yards. They got 40 plays, 250, uh, but they've held Farragut under 200, 44 plays, 174. As the Red Rebel offense comes back onto the field, uh, Carson Jones uh, and Noah Vaughn. Noah Vaughn's into the football game, so let's see if we get that straight-ahead speed uh, that we've seen from him in the last couple of weeks. Daigle going left to right across the formation. They're going to give it to him on the sweep. Daigle gets around, gets across the 40, up across near the 45-yard line. They're going to call him out of bounds, I think, at the 43. No, they're going to give him the 44. That's going to be a pickup of seven on first down. And that's going to bring up second and three. I think that's Daigle's first or second uh, time he's been able to advance the ball this game. And he's had, he just had some tough luck with the uh, – Pass interference calls against him, or on him, I should say, and that will uh, end the third quarter here. Has no interest in getting another playoff. The Rebels will take it to the fourth. We hold four fingers up, and that's what it means. Fourth quarter upcoming, your your Rebels lead 27-3. Twelve minutes to go till we put this one in the books. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, 
and streaming at WDAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865 NMLS 1641325. Well, I know what they're not talking about, that Rebel defense, because they've done a really good job of stopping them now. But 12 minutes is all that remains here at Jim Renfro Field, where your Rebels lead the Farragut Admirals 27 27- to three, Jude Ellison and I'm Wayne Kaiser on the call. Uh, got Jude. It's been it's been one of those games where where really uh, this defense has just continued time and time again to find a way. Yeah, uh, Farragut's been able to move the football. They've they've made several first downs tonight, uh, but their their lone entry into the score column came by a 36 mm-hmm. yard field goal uh, that they weren't very close. They weren't even in the red zone when yeah. that one went up. They've got a really good kicker. That's how they got that one in. Two receivers are left. Two to the right. They're going to move D.J. Burks across the formation, and they're going to run straight ahead forward Noah Vaughn, and he rips through the Admiral defense up across midfield, across the 45, and he's going to be brought down at the 44-yard line of Farragut. Big-time play there for, for Noah Vaughn, and it's going to be a pickup of 12 uh, for, for number two. Noah doesn't really try and make a lot of cuts or anything. He just kind of... Uh, just runs straight through, you know what I mean? He's just going to blow by with his speed. Well, he hopes you stick your arms out and try to tackle him. Yeah. Because that stuff just doesn't work. He's going to stay in the football game, two receivers to the left, two to the right, and they're going to fake it to him. And, and Carson Jones, kind of a busted play there. And Carson Jones is going to be wrapped up in the backfield and dropped for a loss. About one, two, three-yard loss on the play. And it'll bring up second and 13. Yes, that big uh... – Big stop there for the Farragut Admirals as they were able to kind of bottle up this uh, Maribel offense. And uh, Maribel's looking to get back on track here as they're uh, bringing out Keyshawn and bringing Markell over to the right side of the field with D.J. Burks. Yeah, I think that's a that's a dynamic side of the football field. D.J. Burks, Markell, Fortenberry, they've, they've sparingly thrown that way. They've really keyed on Daigle. Um, but I, I would be interested to see if we can open this thing up. But Noah Vaughn's had some success early as well. They're going to put Noah Vaughn out in the flat. They're going to fake to him. Carson Jones sees a lot of green. He's going to see if he can take it. A little stiff arm does not make it. Gets two yards back, but still before the original line of scrimmage. It's going to bring up third and 11. Pickup of two on the play. Again, still short of the original sticks. Ten and a half to go here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, just uh, it took all the, all, the, uh, all the strength the Farragut defender had to really wrestle down Carson Jones as he uh, – he took, a, took quite a while to get him down, but was able to bring him down here, third down and 11 coming up. I think Carson just saw a ton of green to the left-hand side. I think that was a throw play, and then he just he just kind of kept it himself because there's a lot of space over there. Credit the Admiral defense for, for kind of closing the gap. Again, trips right, two receivers to the left. Carson Jones by himself in the backfield, not a normal set. He's going to take a three-step block, look to unload it, and he looks to throw over the middle. Pass complete to D.J. Burks. D.J. Burks, and uh, – Sure hands led to a – it's going to be fourth and about two yards to go. I think the offense stays out there. Mm-hmm. No man's land indeed. Yeah, and they're running Eli Hames out there. Are they going to bring him back out and bring Parker? 
they're bringing in that uh, kind of rhino package, I guess we could <laughs> call it, with McGill, uh, Hagen. All the stars on defensive line are coming out here to give some lead blockers here for Parker. Yeah, you got Keyshawn Harper out there, a big body number 27. Nick Daigle's going to stay out here in the flat should they, they really crash this thing down. But I think Parker's sitting here and going, there's one option here. And that's a Parker run, I believe. He's looking to the sideline. DJ Burke's down here getting some getting some fluids. Yeah, Maryville's going to take a timeout. Probably try to get DJ back out there. But with 9.01, let's take a El Himidor timeout with him. You're listening to Rebel Radio right here, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. With under nine to go here in the fourth quarter, the final stands of what's been homecoming edition here at Maryville High School. 27-3 your score as the Denzo scoreboard reads 27 for the homestanding Rebels and three for the visiting Farragut Admirals. As it is fourth and two yards to go, the, the Rhino, the the Wildcat, the, the Wild Parker, whatever we want to call it, Parker, is out like here that, on, yeah. the, on the field. Parker McGill gets it. He goes straight ahead forward. Oh, he had six there. Oh, They're gonna wow. Call something here. I guess it's false start on Maryville. That's why they blew it dead. But, boy, he had all the daylight in the world, too. I'll be honest, with the with the score differential, I'll probably run the same play. If he has that kind of a gap, uh, he will score. He's had that kind of a gap all game. And, man, whoever jumped offside's got to be feeling really bad because Parker had six right there. Yeah, that probably made it really hard uh, on our decision <laughs> for player of the game. And it looks like they're going to ring out the punt unit. I don't know. I see Carson Jones right there getting the play. Yeah. There you go. I just saw Markell running out there. Figured they were going to punt, but no. Markell's lining up at wide receiver. Mm, a little screen throw. I like Chris Hips dropping that line here. You've got Daigle and Markell down here close to us. You've got Jackson Phillips and maybe DJ up top. I think DJ's down here and and uh, Daigle's up there. My apologies, but Jackson Phillips moves left to right across the formation. Three step drop. Carson looks mm. to throw and Farragut's number seventy five knocks that one down. He kind of flexes at Carson. Uh, Corey Walker has had a good game, but he I don't know that it's game. been uh, but been to that level. Score is still twenty-seven to three. Score reads a little different, but uh, uh, you know, I think that was the I like the call uh, again. Just a good defensive play by yeah. seventy-five for uh, for Farragut. And I, uh, go ahead. I think I was going to say I think the play was there. I think the wide receiver was open there. Just uh, just was able to tip it up before it got there. Yeah, and, and those are the things that uh, you hope don't happen. But uh, timing is a thing on defense as well. As it turns over for for the Rebels and the Admirals will take over, ball on the 41 yard line going right to left. They're going to get it to Williams. Dion Williams, who's run very well uh, for the Admirals, but not to, not on that play. That's the ball be popped a, out even a little bit, maybe there. That's going to be a loss of one on the play for Dion Williams. 
and Braden's a little bit hurt. At, and number nine on for Williams uh, for Farragut also hurt. So they kind of kind of took each other out on that play there. Yeah, those are two big boys. And uh, Deion Williams getting to the sideline, needing to get looked at. Looks like that right ankle's a little rolled up. As Dawson Moore is going to stay in the traditional shotgun formation, running back to his right hip pocket. He's going to take a little two-step drop and look to uncork it. He's got a receiver down there, but he, he throws it in the student section. Well overthrown. Ball was intended. I'm trying to see. It's intended for number five. Alex Taylor. Yeah, that was just a uh, little bit of an overthrow. I think he was trying to make it to where only his wide receiver had the chance to get it and just kind of pushed the ball a little bit too far into that sideline, and it ended up crashing down right in front of the student section's feet. Chris says, Corum, Trace Corman was the intended receiver. Dawson Moore got trips left. One receiver up there to the top. Corum by himself up there with Fry Daddy on him. <laughs> and uh, Dawson Moore looking to change the play. And Birchfield's going to line up as a uh, DB on this play. They're going to deliver out in the flat to number 16. He's going to have to get back inside and get upfield and try to get what he can. He's going to pick up four on the play. That's going to bring up second, third, sorry, fourth, as they're fourth, moving yeah. this, moving the clock around. It's going to bring up fourth down, fourth and seven upcoming. And I wouldn't be surprised if Farragut's offense doesn't stay out here, and that it looks like they are going to stay out. Well, I think at this point, every I don't think their their punter could take his helmet off. He could he could start <laughs> loading up on the bus. This yeah. this is not going to happen anymore. As they've got to try to make the most of this, as they're going to go for it, fourth and seven. They get the snap. He's back by himself. Four step drop. Deliver over in the flat. In and out of the hands of his receiver. A little behind him. Intended receiver uh, was number sixteen. Looks. Trace Corman, number 15, intended receiver, 5'11", uh, 155, and all 5'11 tried to catch it, but just enough behind him that it falls incomplete. Turnover on downs for the Admirals, back to the Rebels. First and 10 Rebels, they will set up in Admiral territory, ball on the 44-yard line. Yeah, just a good play here for Maryville, just to kind of, it looks like the uh, the starters are still out there, so kind of maybe sending a message that you all played sloppy a little bit early, even now. Uh, Let's finish this game out strong. All right, Carson Jones hands off to Noah Vaughn. Noah Vaughn's going to go straight ahead forward, pick up just a couple on the play. He's going to get up to the 42-yard line, get down to the 42-yard line, and pick up a couple yards on first down. Second and eight upcoming, 7-12 is all that remains in this matchup. 27-3, to three, your score here from Jim Renfro Field. Yeah, and this Maryville is really milking the clock here. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't snap it for another 20 seconds here as they're just uh, – just now getting the play call in and just kind of milking the clock here. Well, no reason not to, Jim. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you've got a 24-point lead. It's a four-possession game. Uh, Carson Jones looks to deliver out in the flat to Noah Vaughn. He gets across the 40, tries to drive those legs down to the 35. Does he get there? I think we're going to spot him at the 36. Mm -hmm. Down to the 36, uh, 645 and counting, and it will be third and about two yards to go, long two. Yeah, just uh, I thought he got a little bit more than the spot hold mm. there for the rest, but uh, maybe a little bit of my Maribel bias glasses on as that brings up third down too. I think the angle showed it. I'm I'm with you, Jude. I like your opinion. Third and two upcoming ball on the 36 going left to right. Noah Vaughn's going to get it, and he's going to run into a wall of admirals. Continues to fight and push it out left, uh, but he's going to fall short and mm -hmm. fall uh, actually in the backfield uh, for a loss 
of about one yard. Yeah, that's going to bring up fourth down here, and uh, I think he's keep them out there. I mean, this is just a spot that it does you no good. There's no advantage to punting the football right here. Yeah, you might as excuse me. You might as well take a shot or, or even just put the ball back on the ground to know. Uh, I mean, there's no with 5:52 left. You're 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 not really uh, in any risk of of losing this game here late. With 5:46 is all that remains. The Rebels on fourth down. Stay out there. Fourth and three. Carson Jones at the helm. It's going to be a little bunch package. Looks like he got two receivers up to the left. Nick Daigle down by himself to the right. I think he's got one on one. And it looks like Maryville's going to take a timeout as they. Uh, Milk the clock just a tad bit too much there. Yeah, Maryville needs another timeout. Let's take one with them, an El Himidor timeout right here on Rebel Radio, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Well, if anybody's asking why we're going for it on fourth and three, well, then it's because uh, why not? We're in no man's land. Jude Ellison alongside Wayne Kaiser. We, we grind it out right here in the, in the fourth quarter. 534 is what remains in this homecoming matchup with the Farragut Admirals. 27 to three is what the scoreboard reads. Rebels on top. And uh, fourth and three upcoming. Carson Jones out there leading the troops. Looks like Noah Vaughn in the backfield with him. Eli Hames, Markel Fortenberry to the right. And moving Jackson Phillips across the formation. Carson Jones looking to the sideline, change the play, letting the offensive line know the change. He's going to step back in normal shotgun. He's going to take the snap. He's going to pitch it to Noah Vaughn. Noah Vaughn gets across the 35, needs to get across the 34. He does and crosses the 30 down inside the 33, down to the 33-yard line. It's going to be a first and 10 Red Rebels. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, just great speed there by Noah Vaughn, and he – once he caught that ball out uh, off the pitch, he just hit his stride and just ran straight up field and just a uh, really great play there by Noah. It's close. It's close. Down to the 28. My apologies. On the other side, that's the 33. Mm-hmm. Isn't, that, isn't that funny how that works? Uh, but as Noah Vaughn, he, he's quick to get the torque up and get to full speed. But when he, he catches it already in motion, uh, that's a tough kid to bring down. Uh, he's going to stay in the backfield. He's going to have Eli Hames, Markel, Fortenberry stacked up down here close. And they're going to just give it ahead again to Noah. Noah's going to push the pile, probably pick up about a yard and a half. Uh, they'll give him two. Uh, it'll be second and eight upcoming. Yeah, didn't have as much success as they had uh, as they had last time. But uh, just a good, good, decent run there by, by, by Noah. And he's tired. and He's going to come over to here to the, to the sideline because he's had a lot of work this game. This drive, I should say. It looks like Craig Hilliard to check into the football game, get him some get him some work. See Keyshawn Harper in the game. Not in the Wildcat formation. Love seeing him out there. They're going to move him right to left. Probably a little blocking help. They're going to give it to Craig Hilliard, cut it back right. Craig's got some room. He gets across the 25, cross the 20, down to the 18-yard line. Big pickup by number 20, Craig Hilliard. And that's enough for another 
Yeah, that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives. First down, huge pickup for number 20, Craig Hilliard. They're now inside the Common Sense Pest Control Red Zone, thanks to Chris Hips for letting us know we are inside the red zone. And Craig's maybe a uh, maybe the third or fourth string here for as far as running backs are concerned, but he's still a very uh, electric back and was able to pick up a big 10 yards on that play. Yeah, love love watching him run, and and he is he's he's marred up and on the depth chart, but he still knows how to run hard when his number's called. He does so just again. He runs off left tackle. Uh, gets across the 17, down to the 16-yard line. Pickup of two on first down. It's going to bring up second and eight. Been here before. Three and a half minutes to go in the matchup. 27 to three, your score. And I think uh, I think we see some some new yeah. life coming into the football game again. We see Carter Cox. Yeah, we got the new Carson or the other Carson Jones, I should say, is in at wide receiver. Getting a lot of guys in right now. Love seeing these these new rebels, new rebel faces getting out there. Craig Hilliard in the backfield, Carter Cox. Uh, you've got the other Carson Jones. Carson Jones looking to deliver in the flat. He gets it to Eli Hames. Great pass and catch. And he's going to be brought down at about the seven-yard line. That's going to be enough for another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. And they are inside the 10. First and goal to go upcoming. And uh, and the Rebels look to, if they haven't put a, put a nail in it, put a stake in it, uh, they're about to put an iceberg. Yeah. Into into the Admiral Fleet. Yeah, just a great uh, great play there, great pitch and catch there for uh, Eli Haynes to to complete that, to complete that, and that's going to bring up first down and goal from the seven. Rushing downhill, nonetheless. Uh, let's see what they what they do here. Uh, I love I love the the excitement Carter Cox and those guys bring to the table as they're going to move Carter Cox across the formation. They're going to give it to Noah Vaughn. He's going to dive, cut, drive get across the five-yard line, down to the four, and just legs churning, pushing, knees and chest, just getting upfield. And that's going to be a great three-yard pickup for Noah Vaughn. Keeps this thing going. Second and goal to go uh, from the four-yard line. Yeah, just a little, uh, just just kind of bumping around there like a little pinball and uh, able to pick up a few yards here. That brings up another second down, like you said. Four yards to go till pay dirt, and uh, and Carson Jones and company going to try to grind this one down uh, to completion. They look to pitch it to Noah Vaughn. He has to kind of spin move it, and it looks like he's going to maybe get back to that line of scrimmage, uh, but it's going to bring up third and goal to go. Yeah, another another try to get to the outside there. Noah Vaughn did, and he uh, just couldn't cut the ball up uh, upfield and pick up the first down. Now uh, looks like Carson Jones gonna gonna tap out here. And uh, that's going to bring in number 10 there for Maribel in the quarterback position, Dunsford, yeah. Looks like they're going to step out both Carson Jones uh, as Dunsford. And they're going to have number 11 in there, Isaiah French. He's in there at wide receiver. Carter Cox in there. A lot of new faces. Mm -hmm. But Noah Vaughn in there at running back. Dunsford's going to hand it to Mr. Noah Vaughn. He's going to go straight ahead forward, get to the three. But it's going to bring up fourth in goal from the three-yard line. Pickup of two on the play, but still yet to crack that end zone. Yeah, I just uh, couldn't quite get it. Uh, again, he was really moving, and uh, Noah Vaughn's had just a great, great fourth quarter here as uh, 122 left. Maribel's going to gonna milk all the time they want out of this here on fourth down. Fourth down, goal to go from the three-yard line. Minute 13 seconds to go. It could be well under 40 seconds uh, before, before they have to snap this one again. Dunford has Noah Vaughn. 
Onto his left hip pocket, a couple receivers over to the left. Dunford going to take the snap nonetheless, give it to Noah Vaughn. He's going to take one cut, get up field. He's going to get to the two-yard line, but that's not going to be enough to score. It's going to be turnover on downs. The Admirals uh, will have one more chance with 49 seconds to go. Yeah, and, and Admirals, I would assume they're just going to hand the ball off here to kind of to kind of run this clock down. And uh, and Maribel, it looks like going to be another W in the win column. Didn't get didn't quite get those extra padding at the end there, but still 27 to three is a great win over these Admirals. Well, and I think you look at it with 49 seconds to go, 27 to three, keeping them out of the end zone uh, from a uh, uh, from a from the whole deal. I, I think you you really have to look at it and be excited for, for what you've done. You kept them out of the end zone. This is a team that scored a lot of points. They scored six passing touchdowns a week ago. So uh, as the student sections gets the chant going, and uh, we'll see if the, the Admirals just look to hand it off. They do. Uh, they get around right side, and he's got a lot of room to run, uh, but he's going to be run down nonetheless at about the 14-yard line, uh, and that's going to be a pickup of 11 on first down. Noah Limbaugh is into the game, number 39 for the Red Rebels. If Whitney's listening, there you go. Noah is in to the football game. So I want to announce that. A lot of other Rebels, 26. Uh, Tez Dozier is into the football game. Uh, 23. Ty Elder into the football game. The Admiral's just looking to run this one out as we're under 25 seconds the next time uh, they, they get the ball placed, and I think that may do it. I, I don't know that they actually put this one in play again. Looks like they're going to hustle to their line and maybe get something – Get one last shot here with 14, 12, 13, or 11 seconds left. We'll see. As, as Evan Townsend checks out, looks like number 82, Jace Vincent, uh, checks into the game for the Rebels. One more play. The last play of the game is the clock ticks 2, 1, and 0. And just like that. <laughs> I think we scored on that play. They're just going to say. They're, they're going to say he was it. down. Yeah. They're going to say he was down. But a uh, little scoop and score attempt. Uh, on the, I think on we the got down it. play. I but think it wasn't a 10. I think we did scoop and score. <laughs> They're going to say zero. They're going to say zeros on the clock. They're going to call him down. So as the clock hits zero here from Jim Renfro Field, your scoreboard reads, your Red Rebels 27, the visiting Farragut Admirals 3. We'll be back just in a minute with the Bob Ramsey postgame show. You're listening to Rebel Radio 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. 
I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Welcome to the Bob Ramsey post-game show where your Rebels are victorious 27-3 over the visiting Farragut Admirals. Chris Hips, Jude Ellison alongside me, Wayne Kaiser. As the post-game show, guys, what a, what a second half. Really, the Rebels kind of made those adjustments, uh, came out firing, uh, put a couple scores on the board, and really, uh, really notched this one in the win column early in the third quarter. Yeah, just a great play for Mar- I'm great, great, great plays for Maribel. I mean, just the first... First few quarters were just a little bit shaky, but Maribel was able to make the make the adjustments in the second half and just really uh, put this game kind of out of reach and ended up winning this game 27 to three. Yeah, and as I bring Chris back in, man, man, what what did you see that was the big adjustments when we came out in the second half? Because really, Parker just he found another gear. The defense, you know, kind of continued to do what they had done in the first half. But what did you see? Well, I mean, for me, it's the secondary. The secondary on that uh, on the field tonight. I mean, what Thomas Fry, Reader. I mean, DJ Bergs, uh, Hames. Uh, that secondary locked down the receivers and made this team this Farragut high offense a uh, one-dimension team. And I mean, then you had players like Lou Birchfield. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other players. Uh, Zach Braden in the backfield. I mean, they were just able to eat it up, get the backfield a lot, and you know, just 
you know, prevent any kind of big play from this uh, Farragut offense. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking about that defensive line that really just kind of was starting to blow up that, that Farragut offensive line. And, and you know what, it's just been a men but don't break year. I know that that's probably cliche and we say it a lot, but really it's just a really good representation about what they're doing on the field. It's, it's a team that works very hard and does a lot of good things on the football field. But your scoreboard reads 27-3, to but inside those numbers, first downs 19 for Maryville, 12 for Farragut. Uh, rushing plays, 38 carries, 224 for Maryville, uh, 34 carries, 132 yards for Farragut. A couple big rips uh, there in the second half really exploited that, that run game. Uh, total offense, 58 plays, 318 yards for the Rebels, 51 plays, 188 uh, for for the Farragut Admirals. So uh, if you look at it, again, the tail of the tape and really what extended a lot of the, the Rebel drives early on, eight penalties, 89 yards on the Admirals. I think that's a that's a telling point for this, this football game. But really, when you look at it, uh, fourth down conversions, Maryville was two of four. They held, uh, they, they held Farragut to three of eight on third down conversions. So really just battling uh, this, this football team a lot through the night. When you look at the rushing categories, another great night by Parker McGill. 12 carries, 161 yards, three touchdowns. He, he, he vied for player of the game again. And quite honestly, he's, he's, he's player, he, he, he's vying for player of the year. I mean, he's just a, he's a guy that really uh, brings it every night and does a lot of good work to, to get the Rebels in position uh, to win a lot of football games. Noah Vaughn, 10 carries, 24. Carson Jones, 5 carries, 24 yards. Nick Daigle, 7 carries, 24 yards. Uh, Craig Hilliard, 2 for 11. Uh, and, and that really kind of sums up the, the Rebel rushing attack. Dion Williams was the leader for the Admirals, 15 carries, 63 yards. Schumann Zeiss, 6 carries, 24 yards. Matt White, 5 carries, 15 yards. Eli Purcell, 2 for 14. Uh, Sam Moses, 3 for 11. And Dawson Moore, 3 for 5. Some of those late ads were, were that last couple carries there to finish the game out. A receiving category uh, for the Rebels, D.J. Burks leads receivers. Five catches, 41 yards, a 13-yard long. Eli Hames, three for 18. Markel Fortenberry, two for 13 and a touchdown. Uh, Parker McGill, two for 13. Noah Vaughn, one for six. And Nick Daigle, one for three. Max DeVault led the way for the Admirals, three for 34. Alex Taylor, two catches for 18 yards. And Co Dylan Cozy, uh, one for four yards. So, so, guys, a stat sheet that's full for both teams, but uh, the winning team. Uh, had a lot fuller stat sheet. I think Parker McGill just announces that he's that guy. He's the guy that's going to get his every week, and uh, and I think he did a, a real good job. But uh, but as we're trying to get our, our our Rebel Radio Player of the Game, I think is it, it was tough. It was really tough to to kind yeah. of talk this one out because I think Parker Parker, like I said, he throws his name in that hat early and often every week. So I think you can't you can't undersell that, and he did a great job tonight. Um, but but as Chris is is writing on the handy dandy notebook, uh, who who I feel like uh, is where where the um, where the player of the game needs to come from. I, yeah. I mean, I think are we are we consensus here? Yeah, I think it's got to be DJ for sure. I think DJ Burks is your is your week six game number five player 
of the game. And he and, and like I said, a leading receiver, five catches, 41 yards. And, heck, he was, for a long time, he was Farragut's leading receiver. He had two <laughs> catches, two catches. So, uh, again, great night for DJ, and we're going we're gonna to hold him to that and see if we can't get him up here and talk to him for a few minutes. But you've looked at the stats. Again, appreciate Ken Main for always delivering up-to-the-minute stats and keeping me in tune on which side of the, the yard line I'm on. Always great at doing – I don't do a good job, so he helps me do that. So, uh, But I always appreciate him keeping us up to date. But hopefully we can get DJ up here. Uh, just, a, just a little quick note, if, if for, for some reason uh, we get close on our streaming time, we will pause the streaming so that we can get DJ on the streaming service. Uh, but, it, again, if it says offline, just keep refreshing, and we'll get DJ back on. If you miss it, we'll re-air it tomorrow on our podcast. Just follow Rebel Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It'll be all through that um, by first thing in the morning. So, again, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Again, if you have to check out, I appreciate it. Uh, but we're going to take one last quick break, listen to these great sponsors, and hope to get DJ up here to talk a few minutes about his really key moments tonight that led to a big Red Rebel victory. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Bob Ramsey Post Game Show right here, 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. We'll be right back. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal opportunity employer. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacotte? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interests of Blount County and Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, 
but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Welcome back to Jim Renfro Field as we've got the post-game show, Bob Ramsey post-game show, and we are joined by the Rebel Radio player of the game, game number five, week number six, DJ Burks. Welcome in, man. I thank you for having me. Hey, man, it, I, I told you when we were off the air, you, you run up here, you're out there, and you're doing your thing, you get up here, and he's just like, what's up? Like, not out of breath at all. Like, physical shape is like an understatement for this cat. So, man, you had a great game. Two picks. Uh, at one point, you were even Farragut's leading receiver. Uh, but, you know, had a, had a great game, five catches, leading receiver for the Rebels, and then you, you had the two picks that, that really swung momentum for the way of the Rebels, and, and honestly, they never looked back. Bend but don't break is, is what we use to coin the defense, and you guys, they threw a lot at you. Had a lot of big backs that was able to get some yardage, but when, when it mattered, when they got in scoring position, you kind of closed the field and, and kind of helped that, that shut down uh, – how was the game plan, and did how adjustments? How, how did that happen through the day? Um, we put a, a great game plan on this week. Our coaches met up on, you know, the weekend last week, and um, you know we practiced hard all week, and then we just worked out in the end pretty much. Well, and I tell you, you know, you guys are always kind of locked down on on the back end. You know, we talk about it that they were running the football, so we had to to have some guys up front, and they kind of put you guys on islands. You T Fry. 
Travis Reader, uh, all pieces that have, have been talked about a lot on Rebel Radio, and you guys just don't flinch. You guys put it put it on your shoulders uh, and, and really lock down the back end, and you had an opportunity. One was just a, a wholesale pick, and then the other one you just kind of kept your head up and, and on the deflection was able to wrangle that in. Did uh, On the first one, was that kind of walk us through that? Was that one that you kind of watched all the way in, or was you just right place, right time, turned and took it? Um, number two had either gone inside or – gone out and I'm not sure but um no I knew the post was coming so I turned my hips with the receiver then looked back at the quarterback and he threw the ball up and I, I think kind of under threw him a little bit so I just went up and uh I pulled the ball I tell you DJ uh is is always in the mix like I, I think last week the big stick on the uh, on the running back that was kind of the the piece that we kind of blew up about last week uh this week it was the two picks you you've been in the mix for player of the game for for four weeks, and then now you finally made it through. So uh, you've got a swag pack coming your way. Rebel Radio Player of the Game comes with a T-shirt, wristbands, water bottle, sticker, and a plaque that just kind of is going to have your stats and the the game info for you, Uh, just something for you to keep. But uh, Jude will deliver that through the week. Uh, So, uh, again, be looking for that. And uh, appreciate your time always talking some Rebel football. Another big win uh, for your team. And, and, then again, a real successful night for you. All right, thank you. Absolutely. DJ Burks, ladies and gentlemen, here, the Rebel Radio Player of the Week here, week number five. But as we close out what has been a very successful week uh, for the Rebels, Hold on just a second, DJ. But as we as we close out what has been a really successful week for the Rebels, the Maribel Rebels have stopped the fleet that sailed into Skeeter Shield Stadium in resounding fashion. And that means another Red Rebel victory. The Rebels improve to 5-0 and as the Admirals fall to 3-2. and Final score for Maribel High School, 27 for your homestanding Rebels and the visiting Farragut Admirals, 3. I want to thank all that make this possible. Larry Hedrick, Athletic Director in the Great Administration, at Maryville High School, Mr. Ken Main, our stat guy that keeps us straight and keeps us up to date all night. And a special thanks to Laura back at the studio for keeping us up to the minute. For Jude Ellison and Chris Hips, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to the Rebel Radio. If you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. Go Rebels. Absolutely. And they stay there.